If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. <laughs> what up, what up? We back, Realist Podcast, uh, ever, episode 27. Uh, we are already laughing off camera, man. I'm not going to repeat what I said that uh, that has gotten the chuckle started because I don't want to get boycotted. Uh, yeah, we don't. We don't want by any, some uh, some organizations. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's a new show. It's a new day. What the fuck is today? Sunday, July 9th. A lot of wild shit went on this week. Uh, we got my guy Matt makes me sick in the studio. Matt, um, the Ron Ron of par- podcasting. <laughs> Matt, I'm the most disrespected man in podcasting. Yo. My homie was at a cookout the other day. He hit me. He was like, "Yeah, somehow your podcast came up in a conversation." And the chick was like, "Yeah, Chad podcast is hilarious. I love when he got acceptable on there." I'm like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ!" <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like, yo, this shit like, is crazy. You mean 26 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's cool, though. But, uh, yeah, I'm Matt. Uh, no makes me sick. Still Matt makes me sick. On Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Yo, did I tell you I DM'd the ball? What happened? He he hit me back. No bullshit. I, DM, I DM'd Matt, like, yo, would you be interested in coming off of this IG, you know, this at name? He DM'd me back and was like, don't message me again. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, and then he blocked me. So, <laughs> and then he blocked me. Now, new title, Chad and Friends Chad Podcast. Chad and Friends, exactly. <laughs> so now I can't even message Matt <laughs> on, on Instagram. Fucking ridiculous. Don't ever message this, this account again. <laughs> yeah. You're blocked, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Have a horrible weekend. I was pissed about that. I'm going to text you that, man. I definitely meet DM'd him trying to get that name and... <laughs> Told me get the fuck out of here and then block me. Get the fuck out of here. Shit crazy. Well, we were supposed to uh, have Ao on the show today. He's somewhere coaching uh, sixty and over basketball and or drunk. Yeah, and or drunk while coaching sixty and over basketball, so he couldn't make it today. I'm surprised he's not on the big three. That nigga washed. <laughs> it's over. It's my best friend. I got this, this nigga's washed. This nigga, this nigga drinks motherfucking Teller's Port all day long. Bro. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying he's That's life force. He's a he's a gifted ball player, but it's like he's 37 pounds overweight, and we can smell the Teller's Port coming <laughs> out of your, uh, your pores. Guys. When he gets mad, he posts the uh, his old clips on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and he was like his he was he was phenomenal. He was hooping. I think it was it, phenomenal. It just was 92. <laughs> right. So it's like. It's, it's 2017. Yeah, yeah. 2017 minus 1992. 25 yeah. plus, <laughs> plus 19. Yeah. How old you was then? That'll make you roughly 44, cuz. Add in a couple couple <laughs> jugs of tail. <laughs> yeah, you 59. This is a rat. Yeah. 59. You're aging like a Doberman. Ayo, my man. But fuck him. Well, we have a special guest in the building. We've been trying to get him up here since episode one. Yeah. Actually, episode, episode zero. Because <laughs> he was supposed to be a part of the, the show. Originally, he said, you know what? I'm not doing no fucking like, like show. Like, the week this shit was supposed to start. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing yeah, no I'm not doing shit. no fucking show with y'all. But I'll do the logo. Appreciate it. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> <laughs> we got Rod in the building, finally. Y'all keep, y'all, 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 y'all keep asking who the fuck Rod is. Who the fuck is, is Rod? Rod's it's here. DJ R to the Izzy. You're not a DJ no more, though. I still DJ. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you do still DJ. I'm sorry. But, you know, it's I just, thought you chalked it for everything else. I didn't chalk up everything else. I'm just For a the little, sports book. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little bit more low-key, but I'm still out here. I'm still ripping these parties. I'm still killing it. Still doing my thing. I told you was like, I'm still ripping these holes. I'm like, <laughs> Rod, 
crazy. Flipping these hoes like a shirt off Hulk Hogan. Justin, we cut that air. It's hot yeah. as shit in here. Like I'm like in the rotisserie. It just takes a while. All right. Goddamn. I'm just I'm Com- in here with a hoodie on. Goddamn. Well, you look 100 pounds or something. Rob pulled up with the T on and hopped out and threw the hoodie on. <laughs> Damn, we about to go record. Throw he this got out. Hoodie. He had a white beater on. He walked up here at four layers on top of it. What up, fam? Yo, what's up with you, boy? I'm here. <laughs> Rye has arrived. Uh, tell them tell who you are, man. Tell them. Um, yeah, I'm, I go by the name of DJ R to this day. Everybody right. calls me R to the for short or Ra. But, you know, I do a lot of things. I DJ. I do graphic design. Um, you know. You left all the Al Heyman shit out, though. Yeah, I got to leave <laughs> yeah. all that. All right, cool. We're, gonna get we're not going to talk about that yeah, over there. We're there. not going to get too fly today. I know Ra for... What what we call like we gotta be at twenty since nineteen ninety three. Yeah, it's gotta be. Fun. I remember back when you were the chicken man. Yeah, you knew about that. Man. No, Rod literally used to come to the park with like a no, chicken. come to school. He used to come down there with a chicken, like like I thought he had chicken for was selling chicken. No, like he had a chicken. Like ch- the, the nigga would just show up with a chicken, <laughs> like <laughs> like like a whole. Don't be alarmed. That's just Ra with the, with the with cock. A, with a whole oven roasted chicken. <laughs> yeah, Gilly, he get he bit my shit. I'm the OG. He really was no bullshit. Like the OG, like Rogers really used to have mounds of chicken. The shit was crazy. As like eight years old, he was the chicken man. No, but yo, I'm not, not even trying to be funny right now. You remember the t- first time I came and knocked on your door? No. Me and King. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Ra- I meet Rod at the park. We at the park playing around, bullshit and whatever, whatever. But y'all can't see Ra is what are you like five four? No, I'm five six. Come All on, right, you five, my, my, my <laughs> Come on, cuz you being disrespectful. Hey, buddy, you figure we grown? He five six. Yeah. So imagine Ra at nine. You know what I <laughs> mean? So Ra like we playing ball and Ra cool. I seen him a couple times. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Me and uh, this one I was cool. Super Ahmad. cool. Ahmad, exactly. Ahmad's mom was bad as shit. Super bad. Y'all don't know what's up with Miss Williams, but yeah. hey, uh, me and Ahmad, I know he know Ra. Meet Ra. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Ra like yeah, my crib right there, so you know, boom, boom, boom. Now Ra uncle, we call him King. That's what I gave him because he's real like, like royal. Like he carries like a prestigious aura. Okay. You know what I mean? So I come to the door, knock on the door. Uncle Chris King comes to the door, says, "Can I help you, young man?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, is Ra here?" Snigger looked me up and down and said, "You look a little too big to know, right?" I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck, old head?" Go ahead, Zach, standing behind me like, what? <laughs> but dead ass, that was the first time I ever came to Rock Crib, and, you know, we became cool after the that. The rest like, is history. Yeah, shout out Uncle King, Uncle Chris, my nigga King, and, we, you know, we all here. Yeah. Finally, we got Ryan the building, man. It's dope. Oh, man, it's lit. All right. You look like you want to talk shit. Oh, no? Oh, you're going to be modest today. All right, cool. Nope. Oh, nope, man. not at all. <laughs> um, bro, some real quick admin stuff before we get into the uh, the ridiculousness of the past week. Um, we are approaching half a million downloads all time. Uh, we sit currently at 491,072 downloads all time for the show. That deserves some fucking yeah, claps. That's, that's, that's heavy. Almost at 500. You know what I'm saying? We haven't even made it to 30 episodes yet. We already have 491,000. Um, 128. Thousand since uh, April first when we changed over our tracking and back office system. Mm-hmm. Three hundred sixty-three thousand prior, sixty-two thousand unique streams, seventy-four thousand all-time streams, and we are currently residing in seventy-one countries and forty states. Yeah, holy shit, it's fucking lit, man. It's lit, man. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, like we and we didn't even count all the idiots who don't download. Yes, yeah. yeah. like all the ghost listeners. Yeah, 
<laughs> like, you practically don't count if you're not fucking downloading the show. So, we're going to challenge you guys again. Download the show. Number one, subscribe. Number two, when you do subscribe, make sure you download every single show. Third thing, comment and rate yes, the show. Yes, yes, I'm going to put out, since apparently since Matt's video was not working good enough, I'm going to put out my own video. Man, do that. <laughs> Easily marks officially. Oh, yeah, we're officially six months also. How about it? Yeah, definitely. Damn, six months went fast. Damn. So I'm going to put out my own, uh, after the show tonight, I'm going to put out my own uh, how-to-comment video. Hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully get a thousand views on that and you guys can learn how to fucking comment and leave a uh, leave, leave a goddamn rating because or, that or would help just, us it, just go up. Just go, I know you don't care to, but just go comment. It helps. Please. Please. Please comment. Um... For those of you watching on video, we have our lovely new banner here. Oh, yeah. We got business cards. We look. have business cards. It's We're like lit. official, man. Courtesy of uh, our, one of our official sponsors, uh, Brandilly Marketing from North yeah. Carolina. Shout out to you guys, man. Yeah, they did this beautiful banner for us. We I, got felt, the, I felt got Chad the had a radio waves. when he bought the, <laughs> the Got the little radio waves here. You can't see it on here, but it's got all our social media and shit on there and the website. It's fucking lit. Yeah. So if you see me walking around with like some shit in a black bag, it's not a crossbow. It's my uh, media kit. And it doesn't feel cheap or anything. No, man. it's it's very well put together. And I was specifically was like, yo, we want a matte finish. And they did a matte finish on everything. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, so it's not like all super like yeah, glossy fire. and shit. That's your inspire. So shout out to my uh, my guy Kima from uh, Brandilly. At, at some point, Kima, we're going to run these ads. Just let me know when. Yeah. One, one of these weeks, man. We appreciate the money, but like we want to run these ads for you and yeah. make you some money. So They paid us and was like, yeah. Don't put no ads. Don't put no ads out. Like, wait, a, uh, wait a minute. Don't put no ads out. We'll let you know when. That was like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> the money spent, so it's no refunds. But uh, just let me know whenever you're ready to run these fucking ads, man. Oh man, how was your week? Uh, week was cool. Uh, put officially put in an offer on another property, um, in mm-hmm. uh in Winfield, basically around the corner from uh where the first one was at. Um, I'm in the final stages of uh. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, the repairs, the requested shit that we mm-hmm. got to do for the first house or whatever. So that's going to get done the last week of July. We closed the first week of August. And then I'm hoping to close on this one, like, soon. Like, I'm trying to, like, push the shit up because... So all cash offer, and I need to hurry up and get through this house because it's only like a six week rental. So that's all I've been doing. I've been eating. Uh, had to decide between cat food, fish food, and dog food this week because I put all my money into buying this fucking house. So I'm poor right now. So, um, new sponsors, please help us. <laughs> <laughs> please help us. My motto right now is hashtag Get to August. That's all I got to do is get to August, and I can get my money for my first house. Right that's, now, poor. That's good shit. Yeah, I worked a lot this fucking week. Like you know, with the holiday or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm bullshitting. I'm, t- I'm I took t- I took Thursday off. How are you able to take days off? Like I was off. Like it was oh, my you, day off. Oh, you were off. Yeah, I was just explaining <laughs> to Rob because uh, Rob was like, "Yo, are you playing a tournament next week?" And I'm like, uh, "They got a hundred k guarantee at Harris." Yeah. And I'm like, "I want to, but I know I'm gonna make it through the first day. I know I'm gonna cash." Yeah. Problem is, is once you cash and make it to the second day, the second day is Sunday. I work Sunday. Right. So now I have to call out. And I'm not really supposed not to really. be. Nope. Like I, I, I was actually. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> three, three weeks ago, it was about three weeks ago, I ate some bad tuna. And I was sick as shit. And I called. I really was sick. Yeah. I, I took the day off. 
Yeah, when I came back to work, I had a meeting with my director. It was like three dudes from the union, and like, I'm you like, "No, you ain't got no days." Right? <laughs> I'm like, "All right." He's like, "Yo, stop, nigga. <laughs> like, if you sick, come and then get a relief." I'm like, "All right, cool." Like, yeah. So I really, really got to cool out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know. I might not. Unless I can get like an adjusted day off, I might not be able to play this tournament next week. And it stinks. That's so, devastating, bro. I mean, it is what it is. We've been here before. I tore up a cash game last week. That's that's neither. <laughs> <That's laughs> we'll, we'll talk about yeah, We'll talk about that later. Yo, this week, the best thing I listened to all week. I finally sat down and listened to Dan Bilzerian on. Uh, fuck is the guy's name? Joe Rogan's Joe podcast. Rogan. Shit was like 19 hours long, but Yo, it was dope. The shit is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, he's talking about, like, his journey from, like, being in the Navy, then being a Navy SEAL, fucking getting discharged out of that shit for, uh, he had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Like, he basically, like, shredded his fucking knees being, uh, going through SEAL training and all that shit. And then he had got all this bread, like, lump sums of money from GI Bill and, uh, the GI Bill, his, his disability and some other, like, supplemental insurance policy that he had so he had all this bread and then he went to fucking san diego and won like a million dollar tournament beat a guy out of a million beat another guy out of 54 million and then it was just been fucking lit ever since sheesh super lit yeah that's that's real lit yeah yeah and he's at like 20 he was at the time he was at like night this was in november he was at like 19.2 million followers he's at 22.6 today like, it's fucking crazy, and it's to the point where his social media is so big and so popping. Like, he says that there are very popular and very famous men who have, like, their social media and, insta- like, sex handlers contacting women that he posts on his page to, like, offer them money for sex and shit. Man. I can believe that. He's like, it's a whole, like, underground thing of that shit going on in, like, L.A., whereas, like, people have, like, sex handlers. Like, they have, like, a pretty girl that they hire that goes out and solicits women for them to have sex with, like, and pay to have sex with. Yeah, Matt, you might need to go take off from just <laughs> oh, real shit. Like, just chalk this bunch of shit like, all together. Just throw the day in the bushes, take the penalty, and go get this Yeah, he on. said, like, the guy from, he said, every girl, he's like, every girl I post on my page fucking... I think the guy's like Ron Marciano or whoever that owns guests. He said, every bitch that I post on my page get a fucking guest campaign. He said, it's disgusting. He's like, it's crazy. He's like, I got three girls on my page that I posted on my page in the last year that all are making half a million dollars a year just like posting shit on social media. Yeah, that's, like, shit, that's what they do Apparently, for that's minute. like a big thing. Yes. I yeah, sent you to John the other day, like uh, Kim Renal- Kardashian, Cristiano, all the Kardashians. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo. LeBron, LeBron. They make like hundreds of thousands a year. Posting no, hundred thousand a post. A post, excuse me. <laughs> uh, like just posting shit on their Instagram. One of the motherfuckers is getting like five hundred grand a post. Uh, Selena, what's her name? Selena Gomez. Yeah, like it's that, it's just insane yeah. that that's really happening. The world we live in, man. Yeah, crazy. Like even Gary V talked about that shit. Gary Vaynerchuk, he was talking about it on the Breakfast Club. He was like, yo, he's like, if you can manicure and push your social media to the 10k level selena gomez 560 grand a post yeah it's ridiculous that shit that got so crazy i think the um the ftc done stepped in and told like celebrities that they gotta actually announce what they're advertising like this is a paid advertisement because shit then got too serious yeah because you could be funneling bread and doing all kinds of crazy shit see that they did the herb yeah (laughs) that's real shit just was telling me before we came in here to the uh the the business next door yeah like he was like yeah uh the, like he was talking about the businesses in the building he's like yeah the guy next door is a travel agent uh this guy over here he makes fluorescent light bulbs I'm like white people can get money doing just about anything <laughs> yeah. 
But you, you, how many niggas do you know? Yo, it's like, you know, my son is a light bulb business. Yeah, fluorescent <laughs> joints. You know what I mean? He's got a fucking city contract, 98 million. Yeah. Crazy. But it's like simple shit like that that be like right in front of our face. Like everyday shit that you can do and get wealthy. Wealthy. It was like motherfuckers is just ignoring this shit. Like I'm about to start the label. Like a barbershop is going to do it. Back. Bring the label back. <laughs> Bring the label and back. And a barbershop is not going to do it. I got the label in the front. I know I got the barbershop in the front. Label, label in the back. back with the studio. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to charge niggas $50 an hour studio time. That's going to pay for the label expenses. No. And then the barbers, I'm going to just live off that money. That's a buck fifty each barber a week. I got 10 chairs. Man. You do the math. Front you know hair cuts back, drawing the bottles. <laughs> 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 this shit is crazy. Like, man. like, like oh, niggas, man. pick niggas. If, if y'all didn't learn nothing, special thank you to the guest from last week, uh, Jamel Kendall. Yeah, uh, Kendall hit me, man. Said his his uh, phone's been Going ringing bad shit crazy. bananas since he came. So we appreciate y'all for like really tuning in the episode and really like you know getting involved and all the people that went to the uh, financial seminar he had Saturday. And I know people set up a bunch of people set up personal appointments, like seventeen people or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, my homegirl Quadi that live in Atlanta, she set up an appointment with somebody in the field office down there. Um, so all of that is going on at, at you know at kind of like at once, like this fucking explosion of you know people trying to get their shit together. So thank you to him for being on the show, and thank y'all for taking advantage of the, sh- of the information that was given. But niggas, y'all got to pick up some books, man. Yeah. Because like the the fucking barbershop is sustainable income. It's not you're not going to get rich off running a fucking barbershop unless you start the new supercuts. Like, I was saying it the other day. Uh, one of my homies we was talking. I'm like, it it just seems like it's always the same five or six businesses when it comes to African Americans. And it's just like, damn, we 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 got so many talents and yeah. so much shit. And it's just you watch, <clears throat> excuse me, you watch the 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 athletes and you watch. This guy who can dunk a basketball, he got seven to eight white people around him getting paid, right. doing crazy. Like, th- th- you just said it's, it's people out here sex handling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> six-figure really, salaries. You can really make money doing anything. Yep, six-figure salaries. Yeah. Shit is crazy. He said he want white bitches all above <laughs> five, seven. Right. So, you know, I'm in the streets looking for <laughs> five non-white women. Don't come back until you find them. <laughs> Either they hire or you fire. Don't come back until you have uh, two, five, eight and a half white women in hand. Blondes preferably. Have a nice day. Happy hunting. Here's my black card. Uh, you know, I, I, I see a lot of attractive women when I drive the bus, especially downtown. You see, I saw an Asian, I guess the proper term is dwarf. Okay. She was bad as a third <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe how bad she was. Yo, she was like three feet tall. Smoking. Like, not trying to be funny. Right. You could see right. smoke coming off of her. She was flaming. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yo, downtown Philadelphia has some of the most beautiful women in the world. Yo. Easily. Right, no. You you venture out of downtown Philadelphia, whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of y'all need to get y'all shit together. <laughs> but the, downtown Philadelphia, Rittenhouse, Yo. the neighborhood, all that shit, it's some bad women Yo. down there. It was a, a, a some type of red carpet event was going on at a 7th and Walnut. Yeah. Yo, I was 30 minutes late by the time I got off Walnut. <laughs> I, was, I pulled over and was just sitting there like, Jesus Christ. They was smoking going to fuck in there. All white women, too. <laughs> Like, hey, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I'm just saying, my man is turning into Kodak Black. I don't know. If <laughs> <I noticed this> <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. man. 
Uh, I think the best way to start this week is uh, I don't know who to have a moment of silence for, Rob or China. Um, but it's like, I mean, they both like Rob was wild. I I understand Rob. I've once loved a whore. We all have. We all have. It, it's just whores happened. are great people. They are. They're very nice people. Whores are great. Here, here's a disclaimer. Whores are great people when you know that they whores. And it's just like you take the situation for what it is. But but you ever like you ever meet a whore in sheep's clothing? Like you didn't realize? I've had a I've had a whore that I was in that I thought I was in love with because she was reeling me in. But like I went into the situation knowing like this. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Whore is a whore. Don't do it. <laughs> Whatever she do, don't do it. Like, I had to scout and report for my man. Right. Like, yo, she going to cook. She going to do this. She going to fucking massage your back. She going to do anything you ask her to do. She's going to do it. But watch her. Like, because that one day, you're going to catch her, like, on some sneaky shit. And you're going to be, like, back to fucking reality. So it's like, don't get lost in the dream. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I was I ended up like being over the crib every day. I'm like, yo, how did I get here? Like because of all the ancillary shit that went along with it. Like, mm-hmm. so it's like, yes, I have met whores in sheep's clothing before, but you still gotta like always be reticent that like, yo, shit can go left at any moment. Like it's it's wild. Cause I think men were when a when a man lets his vulnerability like that oh, down, we're die. worse than women. You gotta like, die. Yeah, somebody <laughs> die. Where are my isotoners? <laughs> somebody might catch it tonight. That's really how that should be. So I, I, I understood. Yeah, you home drawing up diagrams and shit. Like, yeah. all right, so I'm a barrier here. <laughs> yeah, real. I'm saying I'm gonna light the grave on fire. Hopefully it don't burn out too long and attract nobody. Then I'm gonna throw some more dirt on it. Then I'm gonna drive this one stolen car to back to my car. Then I'm gonna go to my man crib in San Diego for nine mm. months. And then I'm gonna pop back up and hopefully all the smoke is settled. Just yesterday <laughs> you was in your new Yukon. <laughs> Going to work. Now you in a Cavalier (laughs) (laughs) coming through Voorhees, New Jersey. Real shit. It's crazy. Loving a hoe is, it's rough. I've been there. It's rough when it it go late. Huh? I don't know about that life. You never, be honest, you never fell for a whore. No, because it's just like, (laughs) no. Here's the thing. What you do is you got to always, you got to always flip it on these joints. So it's just, I like to be in relationships that are not really relationships. So they're always chasing that title. So it's just, I just can't make myself fall in love. Like, it's just. See, Rob's rich, and he's a DJ. (laughs) We can't have serious conversation with him. It's like, what? No, man. Like, I I, I understood it. What he did was corny, the whole post. Yeah, 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 the whole meltdown and and all that shit. I mean, having a meltdown is whatever. We've all had meltdowns. But, but I mean, the whole thing is just kind of like, you got to be like, hey, bitch, I know what you're doing. I'm not about to embarrass myself in the midst of what the fuck you doing, but get, what he sh- what his move should have been, which was his like his fifth move, was to come and take all the shit back. That should have been the first move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because without her rich, her two rich baby fathers, she just Angela from fucking Baltimore. Like let's just call it what the fuck oh, it she's is. She's from Baltimore. She's from Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. She just Angela from Baltimore without these two rich baby fathers. So it's like you gotta strip her of the things that she deems to be most worthy. Ben Baller says she tried to swipe 300K in jewelry 
on a Rob credit card like three days before the whole shit happened. And he was like, nah, this is not, this is not happening. Let me call Rob. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she was like going to, going to it and going through it, I guess, because the jig was up. She was trying to escape with whatever she could escape with. Ben Baller, a good dude, because a lot of scumbag Back jewelers. Back Oh, man. When I get seven, fuck. Which card you want to use? The black yo, card or the, or the that's, platinum that's card? That's how you know Ben Baller really up. Because yeah. he didn't chase that. You know what I'm like? Nah, let me call my man real like, yeah, yeah, that's that's real. Real shit. That's crazy. Yeah, so now, like, China's, like, side dudes are getting ran down on by TMZ. The one guy, like, he's like, uh, he's like, man, Rob's a good dude, man. Like, now I got to fucking put a hit on you. You know what I'm saying? You, now you're patronizing me in the fucking media. Now now a Russian is going to walk up with you, walk up on you with a fucking Caltech and blow your brains out. Yo. You're playing a lot of games, guys. Pull, yo, go get the crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's crazy. It, it, it's a mess. I, I feel like having a meltdown, and we we talk about it all the time. If you go to the timeline on me, holler back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Watch yourself. Put your vessel on, holler back. Because I'm not going to do that. And I, I hate the fact that people do it. I hate the, the fact that movie. I'm not even talking about celebrities. Anybody, yeah, anybody, yeah. Like it's it's become a thing to where it's like when people break up, they have to go to the top. Yeah, line. see, that's where like I'm different. Like I make people sign like non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I remember him saying this to me before. You still on this non-disclosure agreement? Oh yeah, we have discretion in every form of life. Like we don't let shit get out there at all. Straight NDAs Yo. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, I would love to eat your ass, but uh, sign, sign here, this. sign here, 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 and initial here. I'm just trying to eat your pussy right now. <laughs> yeah, sign date. this, <laughs> date, please. <laughs> initial on the back. Shit, y'all gonna need to start doing this shit like y'all done, y'all blowing up. Yeah. Well, on my come up, yeah. on my come up, I need to be expo- exposed a couple times so that I can get like social media talking, <laughs> so that I can catch the attention of some of these uh, bigger blogs and podcast networks and such and yeah. sponsors. Like, yo, the boy really be wild and shit. He was eating the bitch ass on camera. Yeah, no, that was me. Uh, <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram at <laughs> plus CEO. Yeah, I'm, I'm a wild boy. Yeah, I'm a wild boy. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? We trying to get rich out here. You know what I'm saying? We're we going we gonna to take take our lumps on the way up, man. The funniest Fuck part that. of the shit was the boy uh, with the robe. Oh, that, I fell out God, on God, the Versace robe. No, that was the fun. And then, then the T.I. shit. T.I. caught a mean strike. T.I. caught. <laughs> it's like, you know how y'all rolling on somebody and the nigga swing with the haymaker and you're the dickhead that he They get caught. Like, T.I. <laughs> Tip. T.I. called this man all type of ducks and suck ass niggas and this, that, and the third. And Ralph said, oh, funny that T.I. <laughs> has so much to say about me when him and his wife paid China for a threesome. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, damn, Tip. <laughs> then T.I. turned into... I'm not going back. I'm not, just, going, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm too back. blessed to be stressed. Yeah. First of all, me and my big red thesaurus is about to get on this private jet and have a nice fucking day. I'm not going back and forth over this shit with boy. Like yeah, the whole that whole shit was a mess, man. Uh, w- somebody we had a question in the joint. Could you fuck with one of these Instagram models or a stripper porno star? Could you fuck with somebody who is of that? Yeah, lineage. absolutely. I could fuck with her. I could be on Instagram holding hands and kissing and taking pictures and all that fuck shit because I'm faking. Like, I'm full of shit. Like, 
I'm a I'm a piece of shit. I'm a horrible nigga sometimes. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely I could and I'm going to milk that shit for everything that it's worth. She going to get whatever little money she going to get out of me. Uh hell yeah, whatever. Bitch, I'm going to get popular, I'm going to get more money. And then once the yeah, fucking uh this little affair, once the flame burns out, I'm still going to be me and I'm still going to be selling houses and doing podcasts and then fucking other little stupid bitches just like you. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to use you as a lily pad to get to the next piece of shit. I was being bitch. serious. <laughs> I am too. I have a plan. <laughs> I think because you have a real relationship with one of them. Like, could you real live, like, marry a video or Instagram, whatever the fuck? She had more money than me, yeah. This guy. You? Hell yeah. My man. Yeah. I like Ron. I mean, what about you? Yeah. Not even because... Like I remember the thing we was talking one day. Like, could you, could you, uh, could you like marry someone who was a porn actor? Like, could you marry, be with somebody who did pornos? As long as the checks get direct deposited to That's my bank what account. I said. I'm like, yeah, I, just, I mean, I'm big on discretion, but some of them are just too bad. Yeah. Like, if Rose a coaster pull up, I need that in my life. <laughs> like, didn't you DJ something with her? Yeah, we did this um, workout event for um, you know Carmina. Yeah, yeah, we did that. So you did know. you come at it? Nah, I, I didn't shoot my shot. I try to be professional. Like it's just all about. I'm know, the same way, bro. I'm always focused on the. I money. don't try to hit none of my bookings or none of the chicks that ever worked for me. I didn't try to hit none of them until it was already over. What? That's what I'm looking like, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> until it, until it was like, all right, we about to end this shit soon, yo. Get that pussy up. Stop playing. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. Mean, I don't know. I, I don't do parties like that. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add with Robin Chinaman? Uh, nah, I'm over it. I was over it that day. Yeah, but Joe Budden got a jump on us. He uh was on Everyday Struggle the next day after it happened. Then his podcast was the same. Was like the oh, evening. Everyday Struggle still going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How are you still like? I'm not like excited about it anymore. Uh, I mean, I catch what I catch about it. Like they break. Luckily, they break it up in the clips now, to where it's like specific topics. So where if it's like if it's a topic that I care about, I watch that. I'm not sitting down watching no hour of Joe Budden and academics. Yeah. And apparently, fucking uh, Twenty One Savage is looking for a DJ academics. Twenty One Savage fucks with Amber Rose. Yeah, because of some things that academics said about Amber Rose. Twenty One Savage is now looking for him. It's fucked up, but you like I I, I like academic because he corny. You know, he yeah. just, that's one of us made it. You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel <laughs> when I look at Act. But Act gonna get put in a trunk. Easily. Like, he don't got enough weight on him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he gonna get put in a Honestly, trunk. Honestly, yo, that shit is a win. He could become the next Vlad. Real shit. A punch in the face get you 300K. Yeah. You know, he might Arguably, he's as big as Vlad now. I was gonna say that. Vlad. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Got a, I, IG page got a million, like a million too. Ack is right there. His main page got a million. And he got like three other pages with like 400K or some shit like that. Like he right there, like as a media company. I know he's making stupid money off of fucking YouTube. Has to be. 
I'll take an ass whipping for 300k. Would you? All day. Nigga, shit. I'll take an ass whipping to get the summer off. <laughs> you get on the bus and punch me in the face. I'm going to lay down and start shaking. I'm going to be out for months. What the fuck are you talking about? Hell yeah. 300k. Come right with it. Oh, I learned that from my old heads. 300k. That's Rockefeller startup money. I'm taking that ass whooping all day. All day and night. I'm, that's new construction money. Fuck that. You get two two uh two new constructions in like somewhere like West Philly Southwest area. Coming to casino talking crazy. <laughs> you know when you fucking uh seven we'll, stars. We'll bet it, bitch ass when nigga. You, when you seven stars, <laughs> you can make a not like the full table is nine. Yeah. Like at a poker table is nine seats. If you seven star, you can make that shit ten. <laughs> like shit is lit. I can't wait to do that just on the strip. <laughs> Going up to bullshit two four games. Yo, make this shit ten seats. <laughs> just cause I can. Like, yeah, 300K, fuck all over the ground with it. Uh, You want you want to talk about uh, Jay-Z at all? Analytics time. Ra, you're here. Oh, yeah. Ra, you're here. You're, you're, you're the analytics guy. It's analytics time. All right. Jay-Z 444 came out uh, right before we did our last show. Real quick, how do you feel about the album? I love it. You? I thought it was good. I think it's good. I think it's very, very good. I think it's Jay-Z's best album in since the Black album. That's what I say. No. Well, American Gangster came out. I think out American Gangster. All right, so, See, I hated American Gangster. So it's Gangsta, the so so. best album in 10 years then. Because American Gangster was 2006? Seven. Yeah, 2007. All right, so it's best album in 10 years. Um, I like it a lot. The subject matter is grown. It's not like, I'm a dad, I'm a dad, I'm a dad on every song. Like the fucking Magna Carta, which is a piece of shit. I don't care what y'all say yeah. out there in the world. trying to People like, well, no, if you listen to 444, you can see where he was going from Kingdom Come. No. no. <laughs> no. See, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Jay-Z has a single bad album. I just think Jay is measured against Jay. As he should be. That's what he should. I mean, that's. But yeah. I don't think any of his albums are, are bad. I think, like, six of them are terrible. Like, I think, uh, <laughs> I think Jay has a lot of good. Like, I think like all of re- albums Reasonable good. Doubt. Was good. It it became classic later on in life, yeah. but it came out. It was good. Volume one. A lot of people think it stunk. I liked it. I like Me personally. It. I like it's volume like, one. Uh, it's like seventy percent. Volume two was good. Excellent. Volume three was kind of booty. Volume three is his album to me that has the best lyrics and the worst production. Like he the was like stinks. chasing like that. He's radio got two sound. or three songs on there where he's really like so ghetto and things that you do where he's rapping great. Yeah. But overall, the album was yeah. no. Dynasty was very good. That was a, a a group album that turned into a Jay Z album. The Blueprint. Looking back on it, the Blueprint stunk. Like I, <laughs> I, it, it took me so right. long to yo. Matt's tripping. No, Jay got by on a lot. Jay at that time was Jay Z. Come on, Matthew. No, I'm being real. Wale, <laughs> he was, Wale said some dope shit about that album. Wale said, yo, he said if you look back, he said if you look at the way niggas is rapping now. This was like 2013 to 14. Like you look at the way niggas is rapping now and how you got to structure hooks and songs and you know what I'm saying layer and vocals and this that and the third. He's like Jay got by on the blueprint with like five songs where like the hook is just like his name. Not, I'm not like, trying to be funny. The blueprint. Looking back on it. It's really only like three or four songs that I need off of that album. The rest of them are like album fillers, and we love Jay Z so much. Like you really don't need Ola Ovito. Lot all me. I need. Yeah, or I, I or like or uh, Jigga my nigga. You don't need that shit. You know why? Because you already had Jigga my nigga on the Rough Rider soundtrack. Like he literally <laughs> has a, on Jigga my nigga. He says. Uh, the Stan Smith Adidas. Like, remember that line? Yeah. I'm playing Guts in the Pool, Hermay Bow Shoes, the, the eyes eyed bucket on. I'm so old school. Like he got by with, 
literally he has a song, yo, at one point, it was on the Dynasty, where he says, and I wish I never met her at all. It gets better. Order another round. It's about to go down. But you got to understand. Jay got by when, with no, bullshit. When you, when, you when you hear that line in the club, it, it, it's in the smack. club, but we talking about the best rapper ever. But I mean, like somebody who y'all say is the goat. But you gotta have those lines to break up the monotony. I like understand. Snoop was real good at that shit too. To where you had those sing songy lines, to where people want to bounce with you. And Snoop had ass songs. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to say. Jay literally got a lot of songs, yo. Where if it wasn't Jay, you wouldn't like it. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, Nas is my favorite rapper, so I already have my gripes with Jay. And who he is. Biggie's my favorite. Jay is in my top five. I respect the hell out of Jay, and I think he's one of the best lyricists and best rappers to ever come along. But that little time period, Jay, it was so much crystal getting thrown around the world that people just was like, I whatever. Mean, can we talk about how Jay is getting credit for shit that Nas was doing five, ten years ago with this new We album? didn't even got to go into that. I mean, like, I'm not I'm not the biased Jay bull. I like Jay. Hold on, let me, let me finish this real quick. Yeah. Blueprint was... Dean classic, and I I had it at that. But looking yeah. back on it, I'm like, I really don't play this shit. Like, I really don't need to listen to this no more. Except for like, you don't know me. I mean, you don't no. know. Uh, Heart of the city. Heart of the city. Song cry. Shit like that was great. Lyrical exercise. You don't like girls, girls, girls. Nah. That shit makes me cringe. Uh, it, oh, it's it's man. just it's just an irritating. I get song. it, but it's a it's. A, I don't need that. Shit. I don't need the rulers back. You don't need renegade. I, honestly, I like the joint with Royce. I, I like Jay versus. Yo, the motherfucker started talking that M killed Jay. Nah, I was like, I, I didn't listen, see that. I listened to Renegade recently. I'm like, he fucked Jay up bad. Like, nah, like, nah, like, not bad. Jay he got the best verse on the song. He do. I had to hustle my back to the wall. Ashy knuckles. That's a great verse. But That's then when, when filled, Eminem start coming out, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to the sons, spending modern day Shakespeare, Jesus Christ, the king of the Saturday Saints here. Like he just went. You know what I mean? Eminem kills it, but I personally can't relate to him. That's my But that doesn't take away from the fact that he's in outer space. See, you're you're Eminem fan, and my man Jake, we talk about this all the time. I like him too. I'm. I, I, I listen to it. I understand it. I probably can spit more Eminem verses than anybody we know. I've I've heard it. But I don't relate. It just doesn't move me when I like Eminem could destroy a verse and he get done and I'm like Alright. But then Wheezy be like, her mouth pussy your asshole. Life is full of hard decisions. I'm like, woo! Like it's just I, I don't when I hear Eminem, I just don't relate to it. I don't get it. I don't it. relate I, to it, it at all, but the ability is his, his ability is off the tr- It's nothing that he can't do in Hick- terms of being a rapper. Hickory, dickory, doc, diggity, doc, But you diggity. don't think that that's him on purpose doing A little that? bit of the diggity, doc, diggity. You don't think that he's purposely doing that? a little that? bit of the jiggy, jiggy. It's like, I, 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 I don't know. Cause I when respect I hear it, it because he can connect with an audience that's never been connected with. So I give him props for that. Even though it's not for me, I recognize the talent. But I just say, yo, it's not for me. Like in a technical sense of being a rapper, none of these niggas can fuck with him. Period. Like it's it you they can't. I I guess. Yeah, like rapping in words. A, like most Def Talib, like all these guys, most Def Talib, Kali, Lil Wayne, Drake, Nas. He's done records with all these guys. They all do different shit. And he's the one constant through all these different guys. Why? Because he's a fucking 
a, a, a think tank of a rapper. He's a rapper. And, and his, he's the way a, his he scribes shit is unlike he's anybody a, he's else. He's a word rhyming juggernaut. Absolutely. I'll give you that. That's yeah. what he so is. That's what I'm saying. In the technical sense of being a rapper, I don't want to sit around and listen to Eminem all day, but that doesn't take away from the brilliance of what he does in his world and in his pocket. Niggas can't fuck with him in terms of just like being a, a rapping ass, a rapidy rap nigga. I was just saying that I felt like when people like, and you know, I love the ether. I think it's the best. When he said it, you know, Eminem murdered you on your own shit. I'm like, I don't really think he murdered Jay. I'm like, I feel like, yeah, he had the verse where everybody was like, I think it's Whoa. the same, almost the same way as like, but Jay verses on Renegade were they, very, they excellent, very great. But then to me, Eminem just goes, he just blasts off in a fucking rocket ship both times. Now the fight was fixed because the song was already, it was already done. done yeah. As it was, so whoever got on that shit wasn't. You can't match that level. He did the fucking beat. He, he he already had the song done. Like he had the fight was fixed already. So it's nothing Jay can do. He did as good as anybody could have done. Anybody else is getting left on that record. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just felt like when I heard Jay-Z on there say, you know, how do you rate music when thugs with nothing relate to it? Like, Jay just said a lot of things no. on there that were great. And then M, the rapping ability was great. But it's like, you know, talking about the whole shit with the kids and the parents. And it's just like, all right. But, but that's real shit, though, because he was crucified in the media. He was. So it's like, so when you take away the fact that you don't give a fuck about it and look at it for just what it is, he's saying some phenomenal shit because that's true to his life and his situation. I'll, he was uh, raked over the coals in the media, put on the cover of Rolling Stone, put on the cover of this magazine as like, yo, you the worst shit that ever happened to music. You got these little white kids fucking tripping. So that was real shit. But I think he did a better job on, like, I never knew I. You ever heard that? Yeah, I heard like, Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I thought he did a better job explaining it on that as opposed to that song. But it's neither here nor there. All I said was I just didn't think M murdered him the way people made it. But where was we? we were talking about the Jay-Z album. Yeah. Blueprint was good at the time to me, but looking back, I'm 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 cool with it. Blueprint 2 Blue, was sore. Blueprint 2 was terrible. Bushes. I don't think Blueprint 2 was terrible. Bushes, I think it had too many right? songs. Bushes. Bushworthy. I think it had too many songs. There was some great records on there. But as the album was Bushworthy. If I could cut it down to my favorite... 12 or 14, I think it was a good album. The album had 30 songs. That's Bushworth. <laughs> That's why I said it should, be, it, should be one, it should be one album. What was after Blueprint 2? Black album, great. Black album, excellent. Kingdom Come, Bushes. See, I don't think that was a bad album either. I think, I mean, it had bad stretches, but I think... <laughs> I'm just an overly if you, positive If you dude. got an album where you go in like four songs in a row and you like, nope, nope, but nope, the, nope. The, the first four songs, like you look at the first four songs, the intro. 
Then um Intro's excellent. The Kingdom Come John. With the with the um the way Just Blaze flipped the um the Prince John. Yeah. Then he hit um Oh my God. Talking to the mic. Then he hit Oh My God. Then he hit Lost One. Them four joints would put a lot of niggas in the bushes. Yeah, and then it's yeah, like... Yeah, but the problem is it's another 16. No, I mean, I... I <laughs> then it's like... <laughs> the album goes down there from there. But then, I mean, you look at the joint with Chris Martin. Like he share. Good song. Yeah, he had... He I had still don't get what albums. the fuck that means. <laughs> I, th- th- this is, this is, this is the, the, the point I'm trying to make when I say all of this. Uh, what was after Kingdom Come? Blueprint 3? No. Yeah. No, after Kingdom Come was American Gangster. American Gangster. Yeah. Then uh, Blueprint. Three. Very good album. Very good. I listened to that the other day. I was driving back from Upstate It's New not York. one of my favorites, but I do respect the album for what it was. It was a good album. Blueprint 3 was good. Magna Carta was, uh, it was god awful to me. And then now we have 444, which is very good. So for me, Jay legit to me got four or five albums that I'm like, nah. So the 444 joint, it drops. Already, I was like, I was being skeptical just because J60, and we gotta like accept, we it. gotta call it for what it is. You if know, the like, best rapper alive is is sixty years old. That shit is fucked up. That like, means rap shit is fucked real, up. Real, real bad. It's state. at a standstill. I'm not gonna sit here and let people tell me that Jay, in a technical sense or in a popularity sense, is a better rapper than Chance or fucking like, Drake. Not, I'm gonna or, use, I'm gonna use you know what I'm saying, like, a, a, a or drink. Kendrick. Remember when Jordan came back on the Wizards? Yeah. Niggas was like almost like licking their chops, like yo, give me the rock, cause he can't be better. You understand what I'm saying? In '99, Jordan just left. By the time '02, Kobe and them was running off two and three champion. Like, nah, he not the best nigga on earth no more. And that's kind of what it is with with Jay Z. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, Jay Z I- is like, and this is the, the whole thing with Biggie and Pac and Pun and them dying. So you didn't have to see them get older and. Try to hold on to their the tight grip that they had, but Jay Z legit has hit a point where he's so rich, he's so so into other things that when he comes back to rap and he was like, and he's like, yeah, I'm the best, and it's like, I don't know. See, for me, he doesn't have to be the best. I but Jay him. says that and he does, but that's that's rap. You and people say be the, that. For me, it's about Jay being around to push the culture forward. For him to go on a track and talk about, you know, his daughter or talk about his wife and, you know, talk about adult things. Yeah. For me, that's important. You know what I mean? Jay don't got to be the best rapper anymore. He don't have to be all on the pop charts. But as long as he's around to talk about adult things, I'm riding with him. I, I, I Don't get it. I, I got it the day it came out, and I listened to it the way I listen to everything. And the first song, The Kill Jay-Z, I thought was very good. He had a line on there that that in the future niggas playing football with your son. I'm like, mm, all right. Yeah. The second joint, the story of OJ, good ass song. And smile. That last verse on smile. The um, shout out to Hopper. He home. He in the church. Like yeah. he was running through yeah. that. So Jay, the ability is never gonna leave. The album, for me, is like Jay's finally. Like, I remember we, we sitting in the car today. I was telling Jay finally is rapping about the things I think he should rap about. Being who he is, being the figure that he is to the public, to the black culture, being who he is with Beyonce, the fact that he can speak about the vulnerability of almost losing her. That 444 song is great. I think the album, the Marcy Me, I wish he, my only knock on the album is I wish he would have rapped more. Yeah. Ten songs and him doing maybe two verses on this, it just wasn't enough. But I think that is like once you 
at, at where he's at and what he got going on, anything more than 20 verses is like, you burned the midnight oil now, my man. I kind of like, I, I would have liked 13 songs. Like, you was well, 13 on the physical, the actual, the joint. actual copy. But it's like anything at this point for Jay, anything more than 14 songs is like, you starting to get in the murky territory where some of them whack verses start to creep in and you like, yo. <laughs> I think people have, the I think boat we have poor in. attention spans now anyway. Yeah, so when I see a small awesome. album, I'm happy. Like, I don't want to listen to 17 songs. I do if they're good songs. Like, there's really an album where I hear, I see 17 songs, and I'm like, damn, I need all of these songs. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I'm good with anywhere between, like, 12, 14 songs. Like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pusha T has mastered, like, the nine song, in the in the, in the the clips mastered, like, the nine song album. But they was doing three verses on fucking every song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, it was, like, the, the, the length of the album is still clocking in, like, 45 to 55 minutes or whatever. All right. So it's a short album, but it ain't that short. This album's short as shit. Yeah. Like, you playing it, you're like, yo, it's over. You're like, fuck. But I, <laughs> I, I do think it's his best album since Black Album. I think it's very, very good. Uh... I think he has two or three songs on there that I'm like, man, I could listen to this over and over and over. Like, Smile, I think, is great. 444, Marcy Me, and uh, even the the the, uh, the the story of OJ is growing on me more and more. Uh, story uh, OJ is great. It's a nigga working my job. He just moved here from Brooklyn, and he, he walked into my job the other day, and he had, you know, the book bags with the speakers in it? Oh shit! He oh, had man. that with the story of OJ <laughs> playing. I was like, Brooklyn niggas rejoicing, <laughs> walking around the street, blasting this shit. But yeah, but that was very, very good. Uh, you want to talk about the, the yeah? Whole? Is, all right, so there's a whole another analytical component to this shit, and we talked about this in our group chat the other day. And on Wednesday morning, we saw pictures start floating around. Jay Z been certified platinum for four 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 by the RIAA. And I'm immediately like, knowing what I know about the music industry, all the shit that I studied, the new streaming model and all that shit, I'm like, this is impossible. When like, I saw that, I'm like, I don't think. I'm like, this is a statistical real. impossibility. He's cooking the books. And I went through the day on Twitter, breaking down the statistical analysis part of it, just saying, hey, summer of 2015 june 2015 the riaa changed the way which is like an accounting firm for the mm -hmm. record industry they changed the way that they tabulate album sales with streaming component yeah, now added because mm -hmm. the growth of streaming was so rapid and so dominant between spotify already existing and then the rapid growth of apple music they had to change it they were pressurized to change it so what they did was Every 10 singles you sell, if it's off a given album, equals one album sale. Additionally, every 1,500 streams of, uh, of whatever songs on a given album equals one album sale. So couple, that coupled with physical album sales equals your total equivalent albums sold for That's a given week. That's why I don't talk week. about physical copies and then equivalent. You know right, TEA, like, total equivalent know. albums. Yeah. So... With that being said, I said, all right, well, first things first, the album is not for sale anywhere, so he can't have a sales number. He can only have a streaming number. A simple calculation is you on your you have you listening to this podcast at home, you got a calculator on your phone. If you do 900 million divided by 1500, it's going to give you a number somewhere around like 633,000. So, that would basically mean that he would have to do a billion streams 
in a five day span to, to go, go platinum. Because the platinum certification, like once you hit like six hundred and fifty thousand units, they can give you a platinum certification. Because if you already got two thirds of the way there, the last third is in the bag. Mm-hmm. At some point, you'll cross that path. So I'm like, yo, if he did a billion streams in five days, that means he beat the Beyonce that album, the one like that came out secretly. He beat uh, Lemonade, and that also means that he beat Views, which is the most streamed album of all that, time. For me, when I saw Jay Z went platinum in a week with no physical copy sold, I'm like, so that means that Drake with Views, who has Hotline Bling and Controller and One Dance, One Dance, which is the most listen, folks, Controller. I mean, a One Dance is the most streamed song ever. Ever. It's like six billion streams ever. It's the sure. most streamed song ever. More Life came out. Drake broke Spotify and Apple stream records. Drake didn't go platinum in five days. So for Jay to go platinum in five days with no physical album sold, I'm like, it, I didn't even talk, talk to you yet with the whole breakdown. Yeah. I'm like, that means Jay literally these ten songs had to be streamed like 1.5 billion yeah. times. And here's the other component. And I was like, I don't, I don't see that. Here, here's the other component to it. More, uh, not more life views, views, which is one, 1.2 million first week. He did 80% pure album sales. So even with these super big singles to push it up, he still did 80% pure album sales, like straight 20 tracks. And then the other component is views is 20 tracks long. So Jay would have had to do 2 billion fucking streams with no physical album sales. I said (laughs) 1.5 to hit the same number as Drake. It's a statistical impossibility. So that's that part of it, just the streaming part. Let's talk about the business aspect of it. Apple has roughly 100 million customers who have their hardware. Phones, tablets, PCs, and laptops. Apple Music came out September 2014. Since then, they've been able to convert roughly 19, 20 million of their hardware customers to Apple Music, to their streaming service. The shit comes preloaded on your phone. So if they only able to convert 20% of people who already have the fucking hardware, who already have the software, and 80% aren't aren't choosing to use it, how the fuck did Tidal convert that same amount of people in five days just because they did a deal with Sprint, who has 70 million customers? Another statistical impossibility. That's not how life works. Like... Just because you giving it to them for free, Apple Music does a three free month a three uh month free trial. Also, they do three months. They do three yeah. months. Titles doing six. Either way, e- whichever product you want, you can get it for free on an initial trial basis. It's up to you whether you keep it or not past the trial basis. So all things being considered, three free months or six free months is the same if you actually want to want the product. It doesn't become a tangible thing until you decide to start paying for it and hold on to it. So if Apple's giving their shit away, and we trust Apple, you know why? Because they fucking make all the products that we love for the last 25 years. We trust Apple already. We don't know if we trust Tidal yet. So you're telling me that now, because you did a deal with Sprint, which is like the fucking third or fourth biggest wireless carrier, that all of a sudden now you're the same as Apple Music. It's not the truth. It's a lie. Yeah. The f- the <laughs> oh man, the weirdest shit for me with the album was you know the future line and the future you know niggas playing football with your son and then the whole y'all y'all holding money to your ears yeah. we call that a disconnect. 
Future posted a picture holding money up. So it was, it Twitter was, went crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, I know he's not going at home. Da, 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 da. And I, I, I try to tell my homie this at work. I'm like, he's like, Future tripping going at home. I'm like, yo, Future comes from a land where they really don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I showed, I, <laughs> I typed in ATL, like as a <laughs> location on Instagram. The nigga was holding money up to his ear. With a picture, he had a shirt on with a picture of Gucci man with a crown. <laughs> and I'm like, this nigga does not look up to Jay-Z. And, like, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Future comes from a place where down there, you go to Memphis, it's like 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You Three, go to Houston, Mafia, it's Scarface. Like, they don't glorify Jay the way it is up here. Yeah. And unfortunately... They love Jay. I mean, he's a, yeah. you know, he's a big They fuck guy. with him, they respect him. But our northern bias... New Yorkers especially are the worst with this shit, allows us to think that whatever we think is right or is great is great everywhere. But when you look at just like the United States alone, 330 million people, Jay-Z's going platinum on average, one album. So you're talking about point oh three three percent you know what I'm saying, of, of the fucking population is, is buying into what he's selling. But when he do a business deal or whatever, it's bigger than that. But, so, but when it comes to music, it's like, nah, like we've already... He already had his every business cycle has peaks and valleys. He's already peaked in his rap career. He did five million copies back in nineteen ninety eight. He's never going to do that again. He did two and a half million with Watch the Throne or whatever. He's never going to do that again. He did three with Black Album, I think. Right, Black Album was up there in sales. You know what I'm saying, but it's like it's it's just never going to happen. His again. prime is gone. His prime is gone. Whereas you look at a guy like Future, he dropped like seven albums in the last two years. Every single one of them debuted at number one. Yeah. He dropped two albums back to back. He dropped an album on like one week that went number one, and then dropped another Nothing. album the next week. And, and, that his, went and his one. album from the prior week was number two. <laughs> yeah, like Future's something else right now. So it's like you look. I at think that, Future's how many streams he's doing a month? Like a hundred million yeah, streams a so. month. He's doing like twenty-seven million just on Spotify, not to mention Apple Music title and then YouTube and all that shit. He's doing over, upwards of a hundred million streams a month. You can't just wake up and kill that level of success, like. Oh, I don't fuck with future, so now it's just over. No, it's not. Mm. No, it's not over. He got a dope song out right now with Chris Brown that we fucking overlooked that we didn't know was on Hendrix. That's about yeah. to fucking go top ten. What's well, crazy track. when I saw the video, I'm like, I like this John. What I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what they put this on. <laughs> right. Then I just happened to be scrolling <laughs> Hendrix. I'm like, oh shit, it's yeah, on. right here. It's 18. Yeah, hey, I'm about it. So. So it's like again, it's like yo, we gotta kind of you know. Learn to like do. We talk about second level thinking on the podcast all the time. Start doing some second level thinking and really looking at shit for what it is. And just like, just because we like somebody and respect them doesn't mean that that same impact is going to take place for an artist who fucking is doing seven sold out shows in Cincinnati, Ohio. Like, you know, because you DJ. Yeah. Like, you don't play, like, you're not going to play any of that 444 album. I, I, I try to play the Frank Ocean record. That's like his. It just, Ocean. Oh, 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 that's right. like the only joint with any type of bounce to it or anything like that. Everything else is just. Uh. How did it work when you played it? I mean, I mean, because I did it. I did a whole J set. Okay. So it's like, oh shoot, he, he playing J. That's that's great. Right. We want to hear some J. But other than that, I can't really play none of them other joints. That's what I mean. So it's like you'd still be playing Future. Yeah, I'm still and playing Future. <laughs> exactly. Migos. That Migos, shit's not like, going, coming off. Hey, you ever tell Chad about when you got mad at the club and you played uh? What was the song oh, you got? <laughs> I used to have this residency at um. What was the spot? Actually, I'm not gonna say the name of the spot. But I was like, um, I used to get, I used to go there every Friday or whatever, and he was supposed to give me a raise, 
and he didn't give me a raise, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play whatever I want to play. <laughs> so I just played. Tell him what you cut on in the middle of the party in the club. I played um Ice Cream, Wu-Tang. <laughs> I started playing, like, all Wu-Tang, like, verbal intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what I was waiting for. Like, to, Could like, you imagine being in a club? Super rapidy rap shit. <laughs> the bottles is coming out. Yeah. This bitch is standing on the bar. And verbal, verbal intercourse, intercourse comes up. Like, the fuck? Like, I, yeah, I, that was my way of, like, killing the party if I yeah. just was pissed. Like. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. 50 Cent called it golf music. Yeah, I was dying when I heard <laughs> it. And so I was fucking rolling, yo. So I listened to it. It was good. It was like, it was like golf course music. <laughs> you, uh, that, that brings me to my dumb tweets of the week. Um, I saw three of them that were very stupid. Um, first one really doesn't have anything to do with this, but I saw a black chick tweet that she dates black men. Okay. But she doesn't go past dating them. Like, she doesn't sleep with them. Uh, for fear of having an ugly or mentally handicapped child, what I'm the like, fuck type shit is that? crackhead bitch. <laughs> say what? That was the dumb. That was the, definitely the dumbest tweet I saw. This it's week. so much like self-loathing in, yeah. a, in a statement like that. But going to Fifty Cent, another dumb tweet I saw this week was, musically Fifty got lucky, and I'm like, no. This was a nigga in response to Fifty right. saying the. Yo, you gotta change up your Twitter feed. Like, yo, I, like, real shit. <laughs> your Twitter feed is like destructive. It's like, yo, do y'all do know that Fifty sold four hundred thousand independent copies on Land Speed before the Dr. Dre and Eminem shit, right? Like, I, I, fuck all the bullshit. Like, I'm just keep it alive. Keep it alive with you. On the right day, if you catch me, I'm gonna put Get Rich or Die Trying like in the top ten albums ever. Yeah. Like that shit was that good. Yeah. Like, it, he got ten songs on there that became like. Classic. Yeah. I, I've, I haven't seen that from a rap album, maybe other than, like, college dropout, yeah. shit like that, like, in the last 15 years. And then he came right back with G-Unit Beg for Mercy, and then he came right back with Game's album, which is a fucking Like, classic. yo, everybody <laughs> on the label went platinum. Yeah. Even Yayo. He gave Tony Yayo <laughs> and Lloyd Banks. Tony like, Yayo eked out a platinum album. Lloyd Banks went, like, triple platinum. Buck went Tony triple Yeo platinum. Had a dance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That John Cena stole. Yo, yo, G Unit was so big, them niggas had their own Cribs edition. Like, remember MTV Cribs? It would be like a baseball player, yeah. a fucking wrestler, and like a rock legend. They had their own show. We didn't even know who the fuck game was. Right. And he was on a show in his car. You know who the fuck is bro? Like, G Unit was that shit. And like, when 50 dropped Get Rich or Die Trying, yo, that shit took over everything. And I, I was saying to my man Kev the other day, I'm like, I really haven't seen since Get Rich or Die Trying. A rap album come out and lock up everything. Well, of course that yeah. album dropped. No. I remember I was in a record store that day. That album dropped. It sold eight hundred thousand from Friday to like Monday when the, when the charts came out. Yeah. And did another eight hundred thousand the next week <laughs> because <laughs> like, they had to. It got bootlegged, and they was like, you know, what? we just gonna drop it early. Yeah. So in that first week, it did a million a million six. Fifty when he came. Like there are different types of rappers. There are the street rappers, the conscious rappers, the. 50, when he came out, locked up the bitches. He locked up the club. Yep. He locked up the charts. He locked up the street. He locked up every single facet of rap music. Yeah. I haven't seen that happen since. You don't do that on some luck shit. Like, the biggest song of that year was in the club. Yeah. The second biggest song of that year was 21 Questions. The third biggest song of that year was P.I.M.P. Like, yeah. 50 was just on a run that was just literally incredible. Yeah, he and had the I, fucking perfect formula. It was insane just watching. Like, dog, Wangsta took over. Many men 
took over. Yeah. The nigga literally had like seven bombs on that album. Then you and forget about the joints that dropped before that when he was just doing mixtapes. Yeah. The realest niggas with Biggie. Dog. The um. What's the joint? The, the victory freestyle. Close to the like, edge with Eminem and all that. Like, the joint he had with Pac that was on uh, the mixtape shit. Yeah, the joint was on Tupac Resurrection soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Till till Jigger, till that joint. The joint yeah, beans went over. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, 50, you know, that wasn't luck. I saw another dumb tweet. Oh, Sparks was ass, and we we, we handled that. Yeah, one. no, we handled that. Yeah, Dante, perfectly. my man, but that's sweet. No. He's like, Sparks was ass. I'm like, yo, Sparks arguably has one of the one or two best verses in the history of Philadelphia. I, I said it. I'm like, one. state property. Was such a juggernaut of talent. Watching it just yeah, it was it was poorly mishandled. Like they yeah. Rockefeller mishandled the shit out of State Pride. They got Beanie Siegel shit right, but everything else surrounding it, the Young Guns, they fucked everything up. When Can't Stop Won't Stop was fucking getting sixty six hundred spins a week, instead of putting out a Young Guns album, they put out a State Property album. Yeah, yeah, that was like weird. what? Like, <laughs> that was the second joint. The right? second yeah, joint, yeah, yeah. yeah, State Property, the Chain Gang. I'm like. You got a pop record with fucking two teenagers. Like, put these motherfuckers on tour with NSYNC or some fucking yeah. body and go get some, go get some bags. Like, y'all playing games. Y'all put out, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all put out a fucking uh, a hard-ass street album with this one poppy-ass record on that joint. Yeah, it was a mess. Like, I remember the first time I heard that record was on the fucking DJ Enough tape. Uh, his, the DJ Enough birthday tape it was, like, number three on the second disc. It was a double disc. Like, number three. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Young Guns, that fucking record blew the fuck up. Fancy and then, like, shit. six months later, they dropped the, uh, what was the joint with Rail? No Better Love. And that joint was smooth as shit, but it was like the the, the, the Can't Stop, Won't Stop shit was gone. Yeah. It was like, y'all didn't capitalize on it. Like, right. Can't Stop, that Won't Stop came out. for a Grammy, yeah. too. Yeah. Can't Stop, Won't Stop came out one February. Their album came out the next February. They bought free, Freeway shit, too. Yeah. Freeway shit was just. Damn, free. They bought Freeway shit twice. Yeah. Because Freeway's second album is very good also. Yo, I had to argue with one of my homies, and I was struck because he, he a Fab fan, and I'm uh, very not a Fab fan. And I'm like, yo, Freeway's album, Philadelphia Freeway, is better than any album Fab dropped. And that, he was arguing with that's me. That's very true. And I'm like, it's just nothing to argue about. I'm like, this isn't even an argument. <laughs> it's nothing to argue about. Like, he was like, no, nah, dog, you tripping. Like, the joint with Breathe on it, I'm like, Breathe was great production. The beat's phenomenal. I don't really even remember any of the bars from the fucking song. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, yo, Free free Low Key got like two. Like, Flipside is a classic. Flipside is a classic. What we do is a classic. Free the intro was crazy. Like, Free really, like, he was on Rock the Mic. Like, Free really got smashes that yeah. rung out. I'm like, dog, you tripping. Like, Freeway was, uh, Jay and them, that battle with Cassidy, that was a shot in the leg that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And just the whole way State Property fell apart, it was just like, damn. Because Free, to me, was just excellent. Yeah. Like, excellent at rap. His and style was so different. It was so him. Yeah. And it just, you know. And then on Free's second album, they was going, 50 wanted to do a co-brand with G-Unit and co-release the shit. And he told Jay, he said, listen, if you do a video for your record, I'll do one for mine. We'll push it, da-da-da. I'll get Interscope to kick in some marketing dollars. Woo-woo-woo. Jay was like, nope. <laughs> Sad. I mean, you know, Jay, like, after he retired, he wasn't jumping in anybody's video. Right. So, I guess Free just caught a residual from that. So. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But then now you look, Jay, do a fucking video for Khaled like it's nothing. But, I mean, you kind of <laughs> got to look at it because it's like when you look at 50, he over he oversaturated his name to the point where it's like, yo, he gave all his energy to Lloyd Banks and Game and, you know, whoever else was on his label to the point where we didn't want to hear him anymore. Uh, let's do this real quick. Uh, y'all weird. Okay. Y'all weird. Sunday, uh, July. What day is it? Ninth. 
9th. I drove the bus for 11 hours today. I don't know what fucking day it is. July 9th. Y'all weird. Sunday. I've seen this post floating around that power is better than the wire. That's bullshit. I, it's the most mind-boggling shit I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Power is good. I'm a I'm a big fan of Power. I love the show. I'm I'm the writing irritates me with the whole suspense, it suspense, suspense. Every week, suspense. It's like four bar buildups in battle rap. But we talked about this the other day. It's just how society is going to shit. The 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 mentality is just yeah. terrible. The Wire was so complex. Don't even don't the even character development. The character death. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Don't mention that with fucking that. James McNulty as a character. Bunk. Bunk as a character. Fucking Avon as a character. Omar. Stringer as a character. It, Omar. Fucking Bubs. Uh, the fact that you could focus on a fiend for five is just like I mean the, the why it's like to compare those two is just crazy. Like the wire was the story of how cities fall apart and yeah. everything else. Every, every character aspect. was, you know, basically and just the guide to that, where it's just the power to me is a soap opera. It's yeah. good, but it's just it's probably one of the most poorly written and yes. acted shows it's I've ever a, seen in my a, life. It's horribly fucking written because the way that this show is written is like almost to where like the end of Entourage where they kept getting in the shit and always like finding a solution yeah. to it. And it's like, yo, y'all motherfuckers don't go through nothing. Like these last like Four, this last 28 episodes is like, yo, what the fuck? It's no drama here. Like, you get into something the next week, oh, we fixed it. Like, it's great. So it's like, on fucking power, every single week, Ghost does something that should get him in jail or dead. The one thing he gets caught up for is some shit that he didn't fucking do. Then on top of that, he always fucking ratting on somebody. Oh, fucking the fucking the fucking connect is out of control. Let's call the police on him. Fucking Kanan is out of control. Let's call the police on him. Like, stop fucking calling the police, dog. You a stone cold killer. You kill people every week on the fucking show. Go kill these motherfuckers. Like, is it me or is that none of the characters' actions are believable? Like, no, it's totally like, unbelievable. Like, how did they end the storyline with Kanan in the kidnapping after one episode? <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna just get a kid back. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> you right, Dre. You right, Dre. Go home, young boy. <laughs> and he was ready to do it for. He was ready to do Tell it. Tell him I'm slim. <laughs> Go and he home. was ready to do it for ten grand a week till the fucking cop bitch was like fifteen a week each. Yeah. Like if it wasn't for her, it's like yo, you getting you getting a kid back for hundred twenty grand. <laughs> like fuck it. <laughs> but we we was we was talking about it the other day, and I'm like, yo, the wire, like. Season two of The Wire, which motherfuckers, it wound up becoming my favorite season because it was so integral watching how it all developed with the Greeks, yep. with Prop Joe, the East Side versus West Side, how deep, how deep. The fact that Avon could become cool with Marlo on the strength. Fuck them East Side bitches. Uh -huh. The shit was so deep, it wasn't even funny. It was, it, and like you had shit that left from that show, like Omar, every man gotta have a code. Like it just, it's so much. How about this? What's top one through five favorite seasons of The Wire? I like three, and I like one. I said one through five. Like, Actually, I forgot about four. I'm tripping. In order. What are your top oh, five? Oh, in order? Damn. This is like asking me my favorite kid and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn. I'm going to go. Damn. I'm going two, four, one, three, five. My top three are four, three, and one. You don't fuck with the Ducks. No, I, I fuck with it, but I just, you asked me my favorite. I, I fuck with all of them. I think five is definitely the worst season. Mm -hmm. 
So I mean, but you know, four, three, and one are just five is the media, right? Yeah, the five media. is the. the but you know, it's so paper. funny. It actually goes back to what y'all was saying earlier about juking the stats. It's like you yeah. know how they juke the stats yeah. for like the. McNulty was giving out like overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like juking the shit out of stats. Ew, but McNulty had the fake serial killer shit. Yeah, tearing the ribbons around <laughs> the bodies and shit. Freak, um, that show you how deep that shit be when motherfuckers want to lock somebody up too. Two one. Three, four, five. Okay, I, th- I, my, my, my feeling is I, I love the season with the kids because any show where you can show that from that angle and make it to where like they all became stars from that right. shit, like that was just good ass writing. Yeah. But two was so, like, cheese that like all of them characters from two wound up making it through five yeah. on, through the fifth season. Yeah. So they became it just became like, like the. The muse almost yeah, for what like the, the show the became. Fabric of the show. Exactly. Cause season one was just the towers and the low rises. And showing D'Angelo arguing with Bodie and fucking Poot and the shit that Avon and Stringer was going through. Yeah. But two was like, that's how you saw the connect. That's how you saw the dope come into Baltimore. Yeah. Two was where you saw the expansion of excuse me. You saw the the police department and it break down to where Herc and Carver was going their way right. and Kima and then was like two was just complex as shit. But yeah, don't ever compare anything to the wire. I thought that was weird as shit. I, I mean, I think, it. you know, I can understand why somebody would say it, even though I don't agree. It's like, at the end of the day, some people don't care about politics. Some people don't care about how the drugs got into the city. Some people don't care about how cities fall apart. And just the so proper aspect of power, if you're not a bright person, that might just attract you a little bit more. You just very, very, very nicely call people idiots. I loved it. That shit was beautiful. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, I I just feel like that you shouldn't compare the show. Like, The Wire was taking real people. Like, real ca- – like, what's the old head who was the reverend? Uh, Dice Shooter. Remember he was – when uh, what's the boy name from uh, the vampire show? Cuddy. Remember when Cuddy came home, he's trying yeah. to get a job, he's going to the church? That bull's like a real live bull. They had an American gangster on him in the area. Yeah, he was basically the muse for Avon. Yeah, that's what they wrote Avon over. Yeah. Like, Snoop was like a real person. Uh, What's the bull, what's the bull who rocked cheese? Um, Chris Portland? No, that shot, that was for, that was for that's, Joe. That's, 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 um, Slim Charles. Oh, like, Slim he's Charles. A he real, was in, like, um, he's, um, in, he's from um, a go-go band. He's a go-go dude. Like yeah. this, they, band. They were taking real live people from there and making them integral parts of the show. Like, mm-hmm. that writing was just too good. It yeah. just was phenomenal. So, yeah, don't, don't stop. ever. <laughs> yeah, just stop. please fucking stop. <laughs> please stop. Uh, you want to switch up, go to sports? Yeah, absolutely. Uh... 2017 free agency. Everybody's getting fucking awesome paid. Shit. But us. Everybody getting paid except us. Can we get some trickle downs <laughs> to oh, this man. to the realest podcast ever? All right. So going back a week because we uh we had this topic special topic show last week. Steph 201 million dollars. Well, let, let's Supermax. do this. The, the night the night that the free agent we was at my job because they be playing poker and shit in there on Fridays and a bunch of motherfuckers in there and me and my man Nate was gonna come up here Nate yeah. Hig we watching the shit and Hig like yeah the shit start the night at midnight. It's going to get crazy, too. We're watching this shit. John Wall, four years, 170 mil. It's like, oh, these niggas ain't waiting until midnight. They're getting busy right now. It was like, what? I'm driving home. It's 1125. Steph, 201. I'm like, yo, they really not fucking around. Blake got five, what he, five years? Five, 175. With his leg in a boot right now. Right now. His leg been in a boot every season at some point the last five seasons. 
He got five. He came a long way from jumping over a key. He ain't uh, jumping, jumping over, over shit. a fucking key with a choir standing behind him. <laughs> Dog. And then, not to be outdone, Steph Curry signs the biggest contract in the NBA history, and it's the biggest contract for like I don't know, like four and a half days. Yeah. Because then Harden, four years, two twenty-seven. Yeah. Well, they said what it is is he's because of his All NBA status because he's a perennial All NBA guy. It makes him eligible for more money, basically, like every year. The yeah. Supermax. Yeah, it's called the designated player. On designated. Play. So basically, like, he already got the Supermax last se- Supermax extension two seasons ago, like mid season. He got a four year Supermax extension, which is like four years, one eighteen. He already played two seasons on that, so he got two seasons left at. Two years, fifty nine million, plus another four tacked onto that at one seventy. So it's really a six year deal for two twenty nine, mm-hmm. not four the way that they were. Yeah, it's basically it. ex- extension. It's an extension mm-hmm. on an extension, but because he's an all NBA guy, he gets an ex- he gets an extension two years into his current deal as opposed to having to wait until he got one year left. He can w- go with two years left. Yeah. Still stupid amount. Regardless, yeah, the, the, yeah, it's a lot of fucking millions. Yeah. It's just insane. And what does he have like a two hundred million dollar deal with Adidas or some shit yeah, like that off the court? Like yeah, ten years, ten two. When he was here for the Rump game, uh, he played in the Rump. He he walked past us, and Lo was like, "What happened to your to your jersey?" He was like, "Man, that shit had a swoosh on it." He cut <laughs> that shit out. Like he he, you can't wear anything. Yeah. And I was like, the fact I wouldn't even have thought about that. But and the like, Bull Bobby was like two hundred mil, nigga. You better think about you better that shit at all times. Be <laughs> that very... nigga cut the Nike out of the shirt. <laughs> you better be very aware yeah. of your branding, motherfucker, for this two hundred. Like, could you imagine the pictures of him in a Nike jersey hit the internet? Like, you know, that's fucked up. Like, yeah, you got to be aware of that. But yeah, for two hundred M's, you definitely. Shit, focus. you ain't see Kawhi. He he came to the game in an Adidas sweatsuit. Like, just be walking around in that shit. Like, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi is. <laughs> That's that's a it's that's like a so you almost would think he wasn't in the NBA. I think that motherfucker might be like autistic or. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not not trying to be funny, yo. I, I wouldn't be because he he really is like. You ever seen him in the locker room when they be interview? Like he really don't like. He not human. He's super anti. Yeah. Like, they there was a picture of him in the mall. Somebody was like Kawhi in the mall dressed like he about to d LeBron up game seven. Yeah, like he don't own regular clothes on July Fourth weekend with Spurs shorts. <laughs> authentic, <laughs> like he really might have Asperger's. <laughs> what do you think Bron gonna get? Bron's getting the max. Five year, three hundred. I said two year, three hundred. <laughs> Bron could ask for anything he want. I think they have brand reps who go through athletes' wardrobe and remove items. Shit, I can believe that. A lot of bread on the line. Yeah. Fucking sneaker wars. Nike and Adidas jockeying for position. Uh, Adidas just recently passed. No, they didn't pass Nike, but they just passed Jordan brand and market share for the first time in like 15 years or some shit like that. That's insane. But they like the bigger picture is still Nike. They still a 66 billion dollar a year brand. Well, yeah, what the fuck. Since we talking <laughs> about Jordan brand, let's talk about the brand that matters. Big baller brand. Yeah. Big baller brand. Did you see Levar? Yeah, I saw Yo, <laughs> you got to fuck with LeVar Ball. Yeah, they interviewed true. him at the game the other night. And uh, I th- was it Doris Burke? I think it was Doris Burke. She was like, you got to be excited. You know, Lonzo drafted by the Lakers. He's out here. He's finally playing. The crowd is going crazy. You got to be hyped. He's like, I ain't hyped. I got to do this two more times. 
<laughs> like you just gotta love Levar Ball. At the end Let's of the do day, this yo. two more times. Let's I'm, talk about our guy Lonzo. Real I'm, quick. I'm pushing for. I want. I, I'm. I'm calling it now. Yo, Lonzo, rookie of the year. Lonzo had a shitty game one in the summer league. Folks got bad ankles. He was terrible. Game two came right back the next night, triple double. Kept shooting, even in, in the bad game. That's Kobe shit. Yeah. Remember Kobe was airballing against. Yeah. Keep shooting. Yeah. Cause li- little niggas would stop. Oh man, I'm I'm, I'm all here. Lonzo, give me the rock. Yeah, keep going. Give me the rock. I like it. I yeah, fuck with Lonzo. Lonzo gonna be special. Simmons front runner for rookie of the year. Uh he'll be hurt. he'll be hurt by November. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the Sixers, man? You would trust the process. Dude. Yeah, I'm I'm a real trust the process, dude. I like the Sixers. I think they they coming along well. Fultz is I mean he just had a, a high ink. I think playing, you just like Hanky. No, no. Um I did like Hanky. But I I personally I I, I liked what Hanky did. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he had to die for them to, you know. But I, I like what he did. He put him in a position yeah. to – I saw the thing today on ESPN. Their last five first-round draft picks, Nerlens Noel drafted in 12, zero games played that season. Yeah. Uh, Joel Embiid draft – I mean, uh, 13 for Noel. For Noel, 14, Embiid, zero games played that season. Yeah. What was the ball with the dreads? Okafor. Okafor. He played 50 games, weren't very good. But Ben Simmons, drafted first round, zero games played, and then they had Markel Fultz with a to-be-determined. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's fucked but up. But, I mean, you got to remember, he first drafted Michael Carter-Williams, mm-hmm. and then he traded Michael Carter-Williams. He sold high, and he got that Lakers pick, which allowed us to trade it for, you know, Fultz. Yeah. You know, so it's like you got to respect Hinky because Hinky, when, before the Hinky came in, we had no draft picks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He put the Sixers in a great position yeah. as far as picks. Yeah. But now they just got to, like, you know, do some type of conditioning on their legs. I mean, what it, what it comes down to is you play poker. At some point, you got to get lucky. Exactly. And it's just, you know, they haven't been lucky yet. Yeah. They're running awful. Yeah. If you want to <laughs> be, be honest. It's like, who you, th- who you got for rookie of the year? Um, it's I actually have to think about it a little bit more because, I mean, when you look at Simmons, it's the fact that he's playing with Embiid and he's playing with Fultz. So it's like they're going to cannibalize each other. But I think you look at a guy like Josh Jackson, he might have, for the Suns, he might be able to step right in. And, I mean, I don't know yet. It's still early. The early summer league guy that everybody's in love with is uh, Jason Tatum yeah. from Duke. Yeah, but even yeah, when you look at him, he's yesterday. being cannibalized by his team because he's playing with Isaiah Thomas and Gordon Hayward. He might not get tipped. Yeah, yeah. Producer Justice threw a sign up. He said the p- p- the picks are only worth something that the players develop. Yeah, absolutely. So right now it looks like the Sixers are like it's t- it's go time. They look like a four seed in the East because mm-hmm. who the fuck is left in the East besides Boston and Cleveland? So they look like a four seed, but injuries are going to determine a lot. In I ain't going to hold you. I, I I was hating on him at first, but the, that Greek freak nigga. Oh, yo, Giannis. Yo. I was watching the uh, Sixers could have had him. I was watching some games, some highlights from him the other day. I'm like, yo, I never seen nobody. Do he's it. like a five-tool player in baseball. Duh. Honestly, I think he's gonna be like the best player in the league. He looked like it in the game I was watching him play the other day. The rebounding, the fact that he he was literally taking off like running one man fast breaks. Yeah, and they just couldn't catch him. That shit was crazy. Yeah, he's working with Dirk's shooting coach this summer. Yeah, if he develops a jump shot, he's probably the best player in the league. Yeah. Honestly, I like I like Milwaukee better than pretty much anybody as far as their future. I ain't going to go that far. 
Like, I mean, like future wise. Oh, you mean future wise? Yeah, future. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like they just had Malcolm Brogdon just won rookie of the year. I, I'm, the, I'm still the, salty about that. You got that. the most improved player in the league. Brogdon you're, didn't deserve it. You're going to get. Yeah, he, uh, did. He, he won it by default, kind of. I think he won because he was the most consistent all year. And he played the most game. We played like 62 games or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much was like the guy who was like consistent all year. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, MB was the best rookie. But he only played like 30 Embiid games. was the best rookie hands down. Embiid had better numbers than him. Way the, better. Like Embiid had all-time numbers. In in the 20 games he played, he had more points than the 60 <laughs> games he played. Like, Embiid numbers were in, amazing. So, I, I didn't understand that. I, I didn't think Brogdon was You can't vote for a guy who's only played 20-something games. And you Westbrook also gotta look- just won an MVP with them and the 60. I got beef with that. <laughs> yeah, we we was going at it all year, and I'm like, "Yo, Westbrook's going to win this MVP." Well, Ryan had a bet in, so oh shit. I mean, I, mean I, I ended up hedging the bet. Like around the All Star break, I was able to catch um, Westbrook at even money. Okay, but I had Harden at sixteen to one. So it's like I remember you. Yeah, I was like, I mean, like honestly, if it wasn't for the last three weeks of the season, Harden would have won, won it. But Harden, you, I remember the out. day Chad finally. I, I was just like, like, I was like, I give up. Me. Like he, he literally went out there and took the shit. The last two and a half weeks of the season, he just took the shit. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, that fucking game against Denver, he hit that fuck. He had that fucking game winning three and all that shit with a triple double. He's out there getting 45 with a triple double. I'm like, so what angry. the fuck? The, man? the game against Orlando when they was they was yeah, down by down, 20, yeah. he came back. And dropped the fifty point triple double. Like I was so angry, yo. How you feel about Paul George linking up with him? I think Oklahoma City is probably one of the best teams in the league, hands down. Really? I feel hundred. I feel really strongly about it. And I don't normally like to think they better than Houston. I think they're better than Houston. What if Houston get mellow? Even better. They're better. Like they're better. No matter what they do. I what Oklahoma City. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this down. I'll for say, let me say this real quick. This break from this my view, with Roberson and Paul George on defense, them wings is gonna happen. That, that's where I'm explaining. Like last last year, Oklahoma City was a top ten defense. Now you add Paul George, who's one of the best wing defenders in the league, and a better. They Roberson. were they were the number one rebounding team in the league. They're still the number one rebounding team in the league. They lost no rebounding, so now you get better on offense. They also signed Patrick Patterson. I don't know if a lot of people watch Raptors games, but I watch a lot of Raptors games. Stretch four. She's a stretch four. When Patrick Patterson was on the court, they're like a plus a thousand. When he was off, <laughs> they were like minus thirty eight. So now you get a stretch four. You got two different shooters in in, in Pat Pat and and Paul George. You got um, McDermott coming off the bench now. You got um, Brady's coming off the bench now. You got four different three point shooters to go around Russ. You got a top ten defense, which is probably going to be a top five defense now. And you got the number one rebounding team in the league. So with all that being said, do you think Paul George comes back? If they have, if they go and make the second round of the playoffs, if they make the Western Conference Finals, he's coming back because he's not going to be able to turn down. Like we're all, they're all competitors. If yeah. they win, he's not going to be able to just go to LA where they don't have right, right. much. And they got Lonzo on the bar. I mean, they got Lonzo. <laughs> Actually, I like Brandon Ingram. It's been incredible. He has been know. real. Yeah, I watched him the other day in summer league. He looked real, real good. Like. My, I, Paul George, I'd like to see him come to the Lakers. But him and Westbrook, that's just going to be nasty. Yeah, yeah. Westbrook, though, he's going to have to figure some shit out. Because Westbrook not going to be allowed to go out and go 6 for 22 no more. I mean, he won't have to. He, I think he knows that you know I, he took a, a, the largest burden ever in the history of NBA. 
So now he's going to Like, you know what make me really more. respect LeBron now and look at LeBron like, yo, this boy really is, like, phenomenal? That shit that y'all scream and holler about efficiency, yeah. LeBron has become so efficient. It's yeah, he, rid- he, LeBron he, he, scored 30 on 18 shots. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. make bad plays anymore. It's It's just insane. He'd literally go out there. And, the whole playoffs, dog, he was 11 for 17, 13 for 19, He's shit like that. He's the smartest player in the league. He always knows the right play, the right shot, the right pass. Like Even though Corver missed that three, that was, a that was the pass. right pass. It was a perfect yeah. pass. It was the right play. Corver's got to make the motherfucker. Like if, the same thing, you could criticize Jordan. If he passes it to Kerr or Craig Hodges and they don't fucking make it, my, then, my, then my, it's my like man up at work fucking literally arms. was screaming at me like, Jordan would have never passed that ball. I'm like, Jordan passed that same ball to Kerr. Kerr hit a game with finals. <laughs> I'm like, what are Yo, you talking the about? The old heads who always say Jordan would have did this and would have did that, they piss me off. Like, Why? I Because it's just, I mean, we got LeBron just beat a 73-win team. And we still got people saying Jordan wouldn't have done this or wouldn't have lost. It's like, yo, get over it. Yeah. I When I saw Chris Broussard, like, yo, Jordan only played uh, nine Hall of Famers in the finals, and LeBron is going up in his finals matches against 26. I'm like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, like, you really got to remember, like, those teams weren't crazy. You you had some bus drivers on a couple of them teams. (laughs) I mean, I look at the 90s era of NBA. It's like, I think it's weaker than people remember. It wasn't that good. It really wasn't. Like, they had to change the rules to facilitate a better style of basketball because the fucking Knicks and the Heat were playing 69, 64 games. Four-quarter NBA games, 48 minutes, 69, 64. Seven-game fucking series, coaches fighting. Like, this is like, yo, y'all fighting because can't nobody score no fucking points. <laughs> like, honestly, yo, could you could you imagine if John Starks was the second-best scorer on a, a team today? Like, what would your record be? Can you, you imagine if the 92 Knicks came across the fucking Golden State Warriors in 2016 or 17? What would happen to them? I, I say this, man. I you know, Y'all know I'm a nostalgia, nostalgia <laughs> dude when it comes to the basketball because I, I love what I grew up on. I feel like we grew up in the best era for basketball. We had Kobe. We had Vince. We had Dirk. We had AI. Like, our era, we had Shaq. Our shit was lit. Watching the Warriors this year with Kevin Durant, I'm not sure that the 01 Lakers could have stopped the niggas. Like, they literally are just sickening to watch. It's a machine. It's a fucking machine. It's a machine. Because everybody understands their role, and they all come in, and they pass the ball. They all fucking shoot. This is the scariest shit about the Warriors, yo. Everybody who starts the game and two niggas sitting in chairs could tear y'all apart for 40 points. Yeah. Like, that's just petrifying yeah. to go up against. Because you really don't know who you got to watch. Like, think about last year in the finals, yo, that last game, game seven, Draymond had like 30, 15, and seven. Like, yeah. he had a crazy game. Yeah. Anybody at any given time. Draymond can... is blatantly sacrificing his game for the greater good oh, of the yeah. team. Blatantly. Him and imagine if he was on the Phoenix Suns, what his stat line would look like. Imagine if Draymond was on the fucking Celtics. It'd be fucking nuts. The yeah. fact that Clay was able to put up 60 on 11 dribbles says a lot about how you have to defend this team yeah. and how you can't. Yeah. And then they just added a fantastic uh, rookie, the young boy from Oregon, Oh yeah, as a uh, rim protector, rebounder. Mm-hmm. And they just added two guys who shoot 40% from three, Caspi and fucking Nick Young. I, I really, listen, listen, for the sake, Caspi for the sake of everything <laughs> in life, I, I I hope the Warriors don't win a championship this year because I really don't need Nick Young as a champion. <laughs> it's not hate. It's just what it is. 
I don't need Nick Young. Nick Young champion. Oh, Charles Barkley. Like, like no champion. watching these like the role players get rings. It's 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 like defeating for AI for me. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Like watching David West. Turn West down back next year. Dog. <laughs> trying to get a back to back. Making up a loss. Watching up. David West turn down ten million. He should have just bought one off eBay. He should have took the ten million and just spent the extra watching money. Watching David ring. West turn down ten mil for a mil to chase a ring and get one is like it, it almost make you want to see AI sign a ten day contract. Like, fuck it. Just go out there. Because it's like, come on, man. Like, Zaza is a champion. That stinks. <laughs> JaVale McGee's a champion. I ain't going to hold you, though. JaVale McGee. He worked. He worked. He, he, he worked. JaVale, and you know. I, I, I respect JaVale. You know I hate him. But he. You know I hate him. He, he changed a lot of shit. He's still a clown. He's still a bozo. Weird as shit. But he worked hard as shit this year. And I, I, I can respect him getting yeah. a ring. I, I wasn't mad at it. Mm-hmm. But like, who's another clown on that fucking team? Uh, Mike Brown, not a clown. Yeah. But Mike Brown won a championship against a team that's still painting. Yeah. That's crazy. I fucks with it. I fucks with that. <laughs> I don't fuck with Dan Gilbert. So I hate Dan I Gilbert. I can see Dan Gilbert take it's an like, L. Yeah. <laughs> you think LeBron's leaving next year? I did before. Like everybody migrated west. Mm. So now I don't know. It's like you got a vacation in the East. Like you're going to play at minimum 50, 55 games against garbage. Like you got to play Milwaukee a couple times. All right, tough game. Uh, You got to play the Celtics with Gordon Hayward. Who gives a fuck? Like Mm. you got to play a bunch of teams that you already outright own. They might cruise to 65 wins this year. They might have the best record in the NBA. Yeah. So it's just like it's it's kind of hard to leave like the comfort of that unless you like want to go back to Miami and play with Dion. <laughs> like what what the fuck else do you do other than stay in Cleveland? I'm 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 kind of mad at low contract. I know he, I shouldn't I'm be. I'm super mad. But yo, Tim Hardaway Jr. got four years, seventy one million, yeah, and and half of his contract has to be paid in like November of yeah. each season. Fifty percent of his contract got to be paid by November. So that means if he get nineteen million a season, nine and a half. Bam, paid by fucking November. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's nuts. Damn. They did that shit so, you know, Atlanta wouldn't, wouldn't match. match the shit. Because yeah. it was restricted. What's, was, the, what's the, what's, oh, Lennon got 50 mil from the Heat. From the Heat. Yeah. James Johnson got 60 mil from the Heat. That's crazy because he's like 30 and that's a four-year deal. <laughs> the only difference between him and Deion Waiters is he don't shoot as good and he rebound a little more. And guess what? He's and, six, and eight he and a half. he don't niggas. That's the only. I, I like James that's Johnson. That's the only di- I like him, but yeah. goddamn, like you ain't eight million dollars better than Deion Waiters. But you know what? The market might have been bigger for him just because he's a big. He's a big. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I said that on Twitter the other day. I said the only difference between Deion and these other guys is getting paid is he's not six six and six nine. Yeah. That's the only fucking difference. Yeah. If he was a six nine shooting guard, it'd be nothing to talk but about. But you know he'd what? The, the market player. squeezed a lot of guards this year because everybody spent their money last year. Like Lowry only could only get a three year deal. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of guys that you like Rose is still on the market. Yeah. So a lot of guys that we thought would get paid and get long term deals. They this just is like the off season of the three year deal. I've never seen so many three year deals mm, given yeah. out ever. Yeah. Fucking George Hill got a three year deal. Uh, 
Kyle got a three-year deal. T got a three-year deal. T yeah. got a three-year deal. Millsap got a three-year deal. Abaka. Abaka like, teams are basically yeah. smart enough and saying, we're not going to get these long deals no more. Yeah. Like, Shit, remember when niggas was getting seven-year joints? Hell like, yeah. Man, I think Kobe had the last seven-year deal. Kobe and like Jamal Like seven, Crawford. 140, right? Yeah. Garnett. Um, I think his shit was like six for two hundred. I mean, he had one, but he didn't have the last. Like Kobe uh, had the literally the last one. It was from two thousand four to two thousand. What's crazy? I said I, I said it the other day. I haven't seen so many two year deals. That's big now. Yeah. That Kevin Durant, Kobe, Braun, Wade, they all signed these two years. You know what it is though? Deals. A That's lot cat of these, manipulation. A lot of them like Durant. They basically want to manipulate the market. So like, if Durant opts out after next year, he's gonna be able to get a crazy super max because of his years in the league. Mm. And then, like, LeBron, he's basically at the point where he wants to keep the leverage on the front office and say, look, y'all going to keep spending money and getting this team right, or I'm going to leave. They're fucked cap-wise. Like, they can't do shit. Who is? Cleveland. Oh, yeah, They can't do shit. They got, like, the NBA record payroll ever. Like, they paying the most luxury tax ever. And it's like, this year is like $3.75. If you at the top tier of the luxury tax, it's like $3.75 for every dollar you over. Like, they're fucked. They can't do shit. What do y'all think about Houston next year? Me, James Harden almost won an MVP this year handling the Rockets. Mm -hmm. I never was a Chris Paul fan. Mm-hmm. So I really don't understand what, like, I, I just don't get it. That's what. That's more so where I'm at. Yeah. I think like that, for, for I think they would have been better going after like Gordon Haywood or Paul George. Like I just don't understand bringing in like Chris keep Paul the ball in Harden in Harden's hand. Yeah. I don't I don't understand bringing in Chris Paul who's gonna need to rock. Mm-hmm. Joe Johnson seven years one twenty three point seven oh nine to twenty fifteen. Ah, Joe Johnson at the last. Oh, that that was. I so Joe. Yeah. I just think that the emergence of Golden State and the way that they play basketball, this past happy style and guys that can hit from the perimeter, kind of like forced Houston's hand to make a move, and they're like, all right, well, if we're gonna make a move on anybody, let's just take a one year gamble on an elite point guard who Mm -hmm. Daryl Morey apparently years ago was telling uh, Colin Cowherd like. There's statistical analysis that says Chris Paul is one of the two or three best point guards ever in terms of his stats and, like, the second-level numbers, and he don't turn the ball over mm-hmm. and all of that shit. But I'm like, all right, well, where's the second-level numbers about him being gun-shy and not shooting when he's supposed to and being afraid to make brave passes because he only takes safe fucking passes and, like, mm-hmm. shit like that? Like, where's that analysis at? Because you can make a fucking case that – He's harmed some of his teams also with his play because he plays so fucking safe and he refuses to take a risk and turn the ball over. Yeah. So it's just like, I That's mean, why I'm, I'm not that high on them. Like, I, 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 last year I was like really high on Houston because they had, you know, they had Eric Gordon and they had Anderson and they could stretch the floor around hard. Actually, um, that was like one of my biggest bets of the NBA season. I bet over 41 wins, and you know that shit. They hit 40 wins by All Star break. Right. But it's like this year I look at Harden and Chris Paul as just like an odd match. And then I still don't see where the defense comes from. So it's just like I look at this team and it's just like I think Oklahoma City is way better. But everybody is like – I see everybody as being late to the party on Houston. Whereas I feel like I'm early to the party on Oklahoma City. I'm going to start betting. I like these terms. (laughs) Early to the party and that's dope. The um, Who do you got? In the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals? I'm, I mean, right now, I'm looking at OKC and the Warriors. And 
Eastern Conference Finals. That shit is a crapshoot. Like, I, honestly. Realistically, Milwaukee could end up in the Eastern Milwaukee Conference Milwaukee could end up there. Washington. If Washington, if, if DeRozan learns how to shoot threes, they could end up there. Yeah, DeRozan's got to cut them two pointers. The yeah, that up. shit is just out of control. He's the he's he's the best mid range shooter in the league. They like yo, that's like being the fucking king of like a trash can. Like <laughs> nobody, like they, like you claiming a crown that nobody. Gives I'm gonna tell you my, my my one issue I got with the NBA right now, yo, and this is my gripe with Mark Cuban. Dirk is taking another. P- it's like you would think after all the years, the championship, yeah. they would just be like, you know what, fuck it, here go twenty five mil. Just on the strength. Yeah. No. That motherfucker sacrificed his bread so Chandler Parsons could get the max. Crazy. <laughs> like, that's some other shit. And Chandler Parsons is in what, uh, Memphis now? Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't sacrificing shit for Chandler Parsons. Like, D-Wade, D-Wade did that shit for so long with the Heat. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just... D-Wade signed his uh, option this year before it was even eligible. Where yeah. the fuck is the paper at? Yeah. $24 million, Give me the... Where's the paper at? Give me the fucking... The crazy thing is he took all them sacrifices for the Heat, and the Heat still ain't want to pay him at the end. Yeah, crazy. He had to go to the Bulls to go get a check. Yeah. And that's kind of like with, with Dirk. I'm like, yo, for all the years... Like, was Dirk sixth all-time scoring? You would think. Like, he never once wavered on some, oh, I'm leaving, oh, I'm, I, I need to go to... Never. You would think they would just be like, you know what? Here go a crazy check for you. Yeah. No. But, I mean, that's how it is. Like, look at Krause, them last years with Jordan. And Jordan was ready to literally fuck Krause up. Like, that's where Jordan was at with him. Krause was like, you know what? I'm going to give you 35 mil for That's why you got to do what Iggy did in all factors of life. Like, you know, take your meetings and keep your options open because nobody's going to look out for your check if you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like I've learned. Iggy that. went to every team in the league. Iggy <laughs> forced his number from like twelve to sixteen. Iggy micromanaged the fuck. shit out of his number. Every upward. day I went on ESPN, Iggy meets with the Hornets. <laughs> Iggy meets with. They said Iggy <laughs> called the Spurs. Yeah, I know y'all don't have a cap space, but uh, I heard y'all got a nice steakhouse <laughs> down there. <laughs> That's why I fuck with Reba so much in the NFL. Yeah. That motherfucker was holding out every single year. Yep. I need my bread, like on some real shit. Like. That's how I, I be with my DJ shit now, to where it's like, yo, if I don't have my check up front, I'm not doing your party. Like, I, the check is the most important thing. Fuck all the other shit. Fuck the ring. Give me my bread. That's why you got to respect Carmelo when he stayed with the Knicks. Like, y'all got him one one twenty five. Cool. I think Melo overplayed his hand a little yeah. bit, though. Like a I, he did bit. over, but he, he Melo went after the bread. Oh no, solely. I mean, but you know what? He went after the bread, but he kind of didn't do it in the way that like a LeBron or Durant would. Like Melo could have signed a, a two year or a, a one year, and then came back out and then got a bigger deal with the cap jumping. So yep. he was after his bread, but really he was yeah. after security. He kind of yeah. shorted himself because at the status where he was at, like 11, 12-year veteran at that point or whatever, he could have took a one-and-one one or whatever or two-and-one, been back in the market, the fucking cap jump, and then now it's like, oh, I'm going to go get my four from Houston or whatever, but it's I'm making up all the money I would have missed and making like an extra 17 or some shit. I think he wanted to stay in New York to help Lala with her career more than anything else. And fuck other bitches. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that shit. Forgot about the whole adjacent to Washington Heights factor. Yeah. yeah. Mad Spanish mommies right up the street here. So you talking about white joints. Spanish joints is where it's at, dog. I mean, they, they, they're they nice. 
Like I'm really about to brush up on my Spanish and, and get. Right. You you eat a lot of paella. I know that. Yo, paella is all it. <laughs> Every time I talk to nigga, yeah, I'm going to get some paella. paella. <laughs> I'm telling. You gotta get your tapas right. Like, <laughs> That's where it's at. It was crazy. I want to go into a couple of these questions. Yeah, real please. Quick. And uh, the first one is is uh you know pertaining to that type of stuff. Um, so before you dig too deep into my subject line, I'll elaborate. Uh, unfortunately, amongst a lot of black women, Caucasian men are coveted as being the white knights in shining armor who can love, respect, provide, and lead them up out of their oppression ship with black men. Um, you know this girl uses oatmeal soap. Um, and day by <laughs> day, many <laughs> successful, educated, and over overall high-quality sisters are leaving their Cornells from 22nd Street and getting them a Connor from Wall Street. This whole ideal only perpetuates the stereotype that black love is merely a subpar entity while interracial love is the ascension to prosperity and happiness which is the furthest thing from the truth but on to my question you know what but on to my question i just realized i wasn't reading (laughs) (laughs) you read a dissertation (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but on to my question (laughs) i swear i was in the question i was reading everything in correct english and everything uh all right why is it when Black women decide to date white men. It seems as an upgrade or an accomplishment for her, but the sisters, uh, by the sisters, but a sellout and a traitor by the black men. And for the good black women who've uh, had heartbreak after heartbreak and have sadly lost their faith in black love, what do you think black men as a whole can do to regain it? Holy shit. Um, first things first. All you y'all might get it. might gotta put your dashi on. Yeah, first one. things first. All y'all getting done dirty. So you know what I'm saying <laughs> if, if if you can't you know what I'm saying if you can't on, if you can't stand getting cheated on, then you might as well fucking stop dating men. Cause white man, black man, Asian man, Indian man, they all fucking pieces of shit. You know what I'm oh, saying? And, and and a man is only as faithful as his bankroll allows him to be and as his options. So if your man ain't cheating on you because he don't got no bitches. You know what I'm saying? And he, I mean, nobody else wants him. So it's like, you know, take care of your man, I guess, in that scenario. So on to the interracial dating thing. It's like interracial dating is not new. This shit been going on since the fucking 80s and 90s. Spike Lee made a movie about this shit in 1992 or whatever the fuck it is. I'll say this. I'm driving the nine now. It's a whole different world. Like going downtown, up and down Walnut and Chestnut. Yeah. The other day. I saw so many interracial couples. Black women with white men and black men with white women. Yeah, go and to I, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And yeah, see, see and I, 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 I'm just like, and they all seemed happy. as, as And then I see like the black couples and they like, Fighting with each other and then the, <laughs> like, the, I'm being for real. And then then I see like the white couples and they smoked out and looking all crazy. It's like, damn, like all the happy couples I see are interracial. I'm like, damn, are we that sick of each other? Like, damn. I mean, we might be. At the end of the day, here's the thing. I'm mixed. Like my fucking uh my gr- my grandmother, not my great grandmother, my grandmother is white. Her mother's white. Her father is fucking Jewish. Like I'm. 25% white. So, with that being said, interracial love and interracial dating has been a part of my life from fucking day zero. Mm-hmm. Like, date who you like. Date who makes you happy. Yes, there is going to be conflict and issues one way or another, whoever you date. You could date a fucking black girl and your mom thinks she a fucking bitch and don't like her. You yeah. could date a, a fucking white girl and then the women that wouldn't date you anyway think that you're a piece of shit for it. It's just like... 
what are you like date who you like date who makes you fucking happy date who you know you want to build a foundation with or date who you just want to fucking have sex with whatever it is like every everybody goes into these situations with their own individualized goals of like what they want to come out of it whether it's like yo I'm just trying to get my dick sucked yo I'm trying to get married in four years <laughs> yo I'm trying to fleece her out of her 401k yeah. like whatever the fucking your goal may be like, man God speed to you I saw Umar on a Breakfast. He's ridiculous. Yeah, Umar. Yeah, that motherfucker crazy. <laughs> Umar can go so <laughs> left. It's like he'll drop some real live knowledge. Like he's like talking about black people and in the black community not having the four staples that make a community strong. Not having their own hospital, their own school, their own bank, and their own supermarket. Great point. Then he goes to the yeah. You 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 date a white woman, you ain't shit, and it's just like all right, Umar. <laughs> like he was talking about. I can't respect you, bitch. Yeah, it's like. I, I, I feel the same because I was talking to Maul today about it. Like, I feel the same exact way. Be with who the fuck makes you happy. That's if that person makes you smile, makes you laugh, makes you feel good, be with them. But the thing is, we live in a society that's so driven by social media, all that. People worry more about what's going to be said than what's actually happening in their lives. Stop that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, like, I mean, we had this conversation the other day, but some people have mm. careers in which, you know, who they date really affects, you know, their perception and how they get money. Not really. Yeah. No, some of these, like, super high-power law firms and shit like that, you bring Shaniqua in that motherfucker, you, even if you, like, on no, the No, he's talking trip. about, like, his black homies dating a white woman. That's what we was yeah, talking about. Yeah, I mean, we, we had this conversation, like, I think one of my homies, he asked, you know, how would his brand be seen as a, as a professional if he dated a white woman? And, you, you know. And he said it would be damaged? I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be damaged, but it would be altered. It'd be certain organizations that wouldn't fuck with him, stuff like that. And I'm Damn. sure you see it in entertainment. Imagine if Usher popped up with like a fucking white woman. Well, I mean, Usher popped up with a blonde mohawk recently, yeah. so I don't. So put I mean, that's a bad Usher. example. But, <laughs> I mean, but there, there, there's, there's certain. Like, imagine if Denzel had a white woman. Oh yeah, it'd be a, you know what I mean. So it's just. It's always go- perception is always going to affect. <laughs> go on, I'm champion. Go on, <laughs> go on. Get him, Zell. <laughs> I'll be rooting Denzel the fuck on. Like, but not really. Be with who makes you happy and who. Like, people worry so much about what's going to be said. And I, I was never one of those folks. Like, oh, I'm gonna be li-. like. People have these types. Yeah. I understand having a type because I have a type. Yeah. But when you when you let it define what you do and who you are, you're not getting the best of it. Yeah. You're just getting the best of what you can find in that space. Absolutely. Yeah. So you might find the love you're looking for in an Asian guy. You might find it in a in a a, a, a Spanish chick. If you're a black man, you 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 really don't know. So yeah, that's real. I I I'm all for whatever the fuck. I got a a, a white uncle now. You mm. know what I'm saying? It's like my aunt married a white, and he's the cool. You forget he's white. Right. It ain't till I like call him a nigga and my dad's looking at me and I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Because <laughs> <Damn. laughs> you forget, you yeah, know what I mean? I feel you. So it's it's like I really don't care. Like I yeah, got when, white when friends. My, when I, my stepmom and um my my brother Zach's mom and my dad divorced, she married a white guy. Cool as shit. You know what I'm saying? My sister love him to death. Like. Who am I be like, oh, the fucking black police, like the fucking Hutu police, like, yo, what are you doing with this white man? Yeah. Like, that shit ain't none of my business. My mom half white. Really? Uh, here go another quick question. Uh, if you take on a chick that has three kids and y'all Ooh-hoo. decide to move in together. Dumbass. How- <laughs> this nigga tripping. <laughs> Dumbass. Sucker. <laughs> 
Y'all let me finish the question. <laughs> Uh, if you take on a chick that has three kids and y'all decide to move in together, how should the bills be split up? Um, I oh, <laughs> yeah, fuck that question, man. I'm not answering that shit, man. Fuck that question, yo. yo dog. That shit mad. If stupid, you don't have no son. kids of your own, dog, you might need to just <laughs> how throw should her the in bills be split up? He has. Y'all don't let me. If you move, if you take a chick in that got three kids, how should the bills be split up, man? Like, <laughs> he said, I also have kids, but they don't live with me. All right, yeah, if he got kids, I can, I can ride with it. They could all be one happy Big family. Big-ass clan. I can ride with that. But I don't Yo. know how they split up the bills. That's <laughs> <be nice>. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do her kids got to do with splitting up the bills? She got to pay 70% because of these kids. That's not yours. <laughs> I know you're getting the child support you holding out, bitch. You, you need 70, I need 70 percent of the rent. Uh, de- <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. Hey yo. <laughs> yo. I pay half this motherfucking rent. You got child support coming, bitch. Really, you 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 hedging your bets. You playing games. No. I gotta feed these little niggas every day. Uh, Dev is an, he asked the stupid, I'm not saying a question. Let me say it, it's no, stupid. Dev's gotta... an idiot. What happened the other day with Dev, though, um, shout out Dev Tate, Dev from our neighborhood, Rhino, and we know, you, we, you know, we know Dev. I pull up to the bus stop, and Dev, <laughs> Dev's coming out <laughs> to the store, and people getting on the bus, Dev's behind him in the crowd, like, <laughs> he like, yo, uh, this bus goes to the airport, so I start playing along, I'm like, nah, man, this don't go to the airport. He's like, man, I, I gotta get to the airport, and I'm like, nah, this don't go to the airport. All right, then fuck you then, big man. <laughs> so the people are like, yo, what the fuck was his problem? I'm like, no, nah, he's a crack baby. Don't fucking pay him no money. Yeah, he told me about that shit. I was on the yo, floor. Shout crying, out to him. Fuck you, big man. <laughs> um, Do it look like I was left? What? All right. Do it look like I was left on bed and boozy? No, it says, do I look like I was left on bed and boozy? No, serious question. Um... I seen someone earlier say that a ring as a proposal is not enough for a woman to say yes. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Crackhead bitch <didn't> say what? <laughs> like, yo. Uh, yeah. I seen someone earlier say that a ring as a proposal is not enough. They for want a, a dowry to, now, huh? Yeah, for a woman to say yes. What are your thoughts? Y'all getting married for the wrong fucking reasons, yo, apparently. Like, like. Whatever happened to just like I was gonna propose a topic for today's show and I kind of backed off of it, which is like finessing and dating. Like, and do people still fucking date people with the earnest intention of like I like you, even if it's for only for six months or a year? But like, yo, I like you. I want to suck your dick every day for six months. Or is it like all about like what you can get out of a person? Like, does that shit like I, it still exists? When me and Lee met. It was like, I, I saw her like four or five times before I actually got a chance to speak yeah. to her. And then that day, I was I was feeling myself. My pants was fresh. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to jump off the bus and get her. This. And I, you know, I got her and we, you know. And it was a genuine, we fuck with each other. It's right. not like uh, I'm doing it like, you know. And it, her vibe was just way different than any vibe I caught from anything. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, boom, boom, boom. Here we are. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to happen sooner or later. You know, I make right. these 33 payments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's going to pop off. It's like, but, um, yeah, I do see that now with people I know who, like, date. And they tell, like, more, damn, I put him out there. Uh, One of my homies. Was, <laughs> <laughs> Edit this out. Yeah. One of my homies was telling me, like, yeah, like, he's like, I talked to the chick. And then, like, second conversation, she like, yeah, um, you know, I need some help with my school. And he like, 
Um, I don't know you. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know your last name. But it's just like, yo, people really don't have any scruples anymore when it comes to dealing with. You, I know you get around, so I mean, I don't get around. I mean, you, you overstating it right now. Okay, <laughs> then you try to put me on blast. No, but uh, the women you meet, because I know you dating. Yeah, like of the, the what, what you meet different women. Yeah, I mean, I've never had a, a chick come up to me and say, "Yo, um, I need money for rent or tuition or anything like that." I just think, um, oh, you go to good places. Yeah, I think the 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 type of women I meet is just I have genuine interactions, but. So it's like I don't see Chad's in the. <laughs> in the words of the illustrious R. Kelly, I wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them, I'm Irk Texas is a real if thing. If y'all could have seen this nigga's face, <laughs> <laughs> like them, I'm uh, Irk Texas is out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't get those. I'm sorry. This is wild, man. It's just like it's just to a point where it's like, yo, Philadelphia. Like, all right, I did a comparative study of like. Median household income because I'm thinking about opening up this business or whatever, and I'm probably still going to do it. So I looked at a couple of different markets. I looked at Philadelphia. I looked at uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Tampa, Florida. I looked at um, Houston, Texas, Austin, Texas. We were talking also. about Austin. Yes, we're talking about in Austin, Texas, also. Philadelphia's household median income thirty five thousand per household. It's a household of up to four people. We're talking about thirty five thousand dollars per household. So that'd be like man, woman, two kids. However you slice it, four people. Income coming in thirty five thousand. Florida, fifty. Uh, South Florida, like roughly like forty five thousand. Houston, Texas, about fifty five thousand. Austin, Texas is like sixty three or some shit like that. So it's like when you and they don't have state income tax in Florida or Texas. So that leads to more disposable income. People able to buy, spend more money on the things that they want as opposed to the things that they need, like rent. Electric, gas, cable, shit like that. More money is going, an equal amount of money is going to their leisure or savings as it is to their month-to-month, day-to-day responsibilities. So, when you look at it from a global view, it's like, damn, y'all, like, the women almost, like, can't help it. Like, y'all fucked up. Like, it ain't, like, y'all not making that much money. And Philly is such a blue-collar place to where it's, like, the best job you can damn near get, like, other than working for SEPTA is, like, a city job or... Um, being a tra- like a trash person, something like you know what I'm saying it's like it ain't like a whole lot of like fantastic white collar job options that you can get here because it's such a small amount of them jobs. So it's like you got to be the best of the best to be like a corporate attorney in Philadelphia or fucking on the Philadelphia Wall Street, or whatever the case may be. Like that shit is not easy to come by. Mm-hmm. So it's like for the people that choose to like stay here. Women, especially, like, y'all got these airport jobs, and that's, like, pretty much, like, the full extent of it. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. like if you ain't a flight attendant, you ain't really making much money. If you just, like, a bag handler or somebody working for TSA, what you making, $17, $18 an hour? That's it. So it's like, yeah, you might need some fucking help. Yeah. So it's like, I get it, but it's still frustrating because it's like, yo, y'all should be getting creative and at least for a certain amount of time living below your means so that you can have some backup income so that when things arise that you want to do outside of your norm, you're not relying upon a man to get them. So where it's like the only way it's like, yo, I fucking watch 17 Jeezy videos a day. He says some shit about a Chanel bag, says some shit about Red Bottoms, da, da, da. I'm asking, I'm texting these <clears throat> niggas. These Texas is out. When Kendall left the other day, I, I watched a, um, a finance guy on um, YouTube. And you know YouTube's a rabbit hole, mm-hmm. so it's like I was, was watching this video. Hours. Huh? It was on nine hours. Oh yeah, I, I thought you said yeah. Literally, you <laughs> waste hours on YouTube. But I watched this guy, and he was breaking down how like 
the simplest things in your life you overpaid for and you don't even realize it. And he was yeah. talking about the iPhone. He's like, the phone costs $800. It's a fucking phone. Mm. He's like, you make $32,000 a year. Why does your phone cost $1,000? Right. That's one out of 32. You get 32 <laughs> of those right. for the yeah. year. And you still got to pay taxes Crazy, on those. Crazy, right? It is really insane. And I'd see it when I, you know, I, I drive the bus in the hood. People got iPhones everywhere. Uh, my phones is out. Out. <laughs> my phones is out. <laughs> like your bill on your phone, what's your, what's your, 100, $125? I, I can't think anybody who's under a bean. Like two something. Oh, you, you talking to hoes in Europe and shit. Like when you, <laughs> I'm, when you talking about a, a, a phone that costs $1,000 mm-hmm. and then the bill is 150 let's be nice. Yeah. The end of the year, that's $1,700 for the phone bill and the phone costs a stack. Yeah, that's twenty seven hundred. Yeah, if you make thirty two, yeah. and you grand, make thirty two grand, that's insane. Income. That is insane. And he was talking about just simple shit like that, drinking Fiji water mm-hmm. when you can go get a case of Deer Park. Yeah, he, he like it's crazy, but like we talked about last week, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. Like yeah. it's crazy when you really sit back and think about how much money gets spent from the poorest people on the shit that you really, really don't need. Yeah, like you got an iPhone to text. To talk and go on Instagram and Twitter. That's the basis of what most of the l- people do on the motherfucker. I'm not talking about people who have real life shit going on. Yeah. But, like, you got the... How many young black motherfuckers you think is really opening up the stock app? <laughs> I had the, to show a nigga... Or, where, or the news app. <laughs> I had to show a nigga how to download a book to the iBooks. Mm. I'm like, nigga, when you go online, it says open in iBooks. It's simple. But people, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't use it. Yeah. It was wild watching that. Cause I, I, like, after Kendall, it made me, like, kind of just start looking around. And, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about it. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, you really, motherfuckers really spend $2,500 a year on a cell phone. Crazy, right? Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's yeah. rough. That shit is deep, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's super. And you talking about when you making, you know, $150,000, $200,000, it's like, you know, it, I guess it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. And when you talk about, yo, I, I didn't realize, and I, I, you know, I've been blessed to where I like, I've always had a nice situation when it came to work and thing. Like, it's really people who make twenty four thousand dollars a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they got an iPhone. They got this. They got that. And w- one of my homies uh, recently told me he's like, yo, I just started talking to this chick. He's like, you know, a little fuck around, little situation, whatever, whatever. But he's like, yeah, she got four kids. And she, like, came at me like, yo, can you get me this bag? And the bag costs, like, 2700 And he like, you renting a, a, a crib. He's like, you don't want, like, 27 to, like, put down on a house? That's crazy. You don't want 2700 like, you know, maybe mm. send one of your kids to private school. So you got to you gotta weed chicks like that out. Like yeah. I'm just, but no, but he's talking about, I don't watch 17 Jeezy videos. Mm. So this is what I know. This is what I need. This is the yeah. things that's going to make my life better mm-hmm. having this bag so i can put it on the table and take mm-hmm. pictures of it and, you know yeah. i mean at least for me the first thing i ask people like when i meet women is like yo what's your goals what's your you know it's like i don't know after 25 like dating has become like an interview almost so it's like you i'm asking shit like yo what do you want out of your life and things of that nature and if i don't get that it's like it ain't even no point for us to continue i honestly could not imagine going back to the dating scene at this stage in my life what's going you'd see a ho- listen I'd get some boat shoes. <laughs> you know where I'm going. It's like, it'd be said, crazy. I'd get some boat shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's just crazy, man. It's just, it's, it's all a mess. Uh, Justice giving us the... Uh, the heave-ho. Yeah, get your black asses out of here. Uh, 
Anything you want to say as a partner, man? Anything you doing? I know you you low key boy. So yeah, I'm doing a lot. Give your social I mean, media out, anything. We have a global um, audience. My social media is D J R T O D A I Z Z A. That's D J R to the Is A. Um, you can find me on there. Um, I'm low key, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm still DJing, still do graphic design. I did the um. He did our logo. He did our logo. The, the logo on the shirt and the hat that you people buy yeah. and love. Ra actually yeah, Ra did, did the logo. But Ra I do like logo. 10 million things. Um, you might have caught some of it on this podcast. Um, the rest, you got to use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> As always, make sure y'all follow our social media. We're trying to blow the Instagram page up, the realest podcast ever. Also, our Twitter, TRPE2017. Make sure y'all follow both of them accounts. I don't care so much about you following me. Do you care about people following you? I wouldn't mind it. We wouldn't mind it. All right. So follow Matt at makes me at Matt makes me sick until further notice. Until yeah. until the other Matt unblocks him. Yeah. And we can probably try to negotiate terms on this account. Yo, that shit really happened to you? Yes. Yo, <laughs> it's so crazy because um I remember Puff was trying to buy um Puff Daddy from somebody on Twitter, and Bull was like, I guess Bull sold combs or some shit like that, and he was like, Yo, you buy like ten thousand of my combs, and. They just end up rumbling over it. It's all, <laughs> all over Google, though. It's I funny. do remember, yeah, I do remember that story, yeah. Niggas trying to get so into my It's not just you, though. It's, you know, niggas. I mean, because you, like, I, like. Niggas get brand new. Yeah, I mean, I want the name. You know, he didn't have to block me. It's kind of mean. <laughs> it's kind of petty. Kind of. He evil. only got like ten pictures. He's like fishing and doing. That's normally how it goes. It's like when you have a name, it's always some weird nigga who doesn't do shit with the name. Some weird early adopter. Like somebody has Artito on Twitter, and it's like I'm the only Artito. So they, are they a big Twitter person though? No, they they just it's just some random somebody with R to them. That's crazy. And I looked at the you know you can see when they joined. Yeah, this motherfucker joined in 07. Yeah, the day they opened. Yeah, the day <laughs> this he joined opened. on beta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga went on uh, online on fucking uh, AOL disc <laughs> and fucking signed up in 07. Oh, I mean oh nine. Excuse my, me. Yeah. My cousin owns Instagram. I'll, I'll have you fucking push off this app. Motherfucker, Crazy. don't message me anymore. But uh, yeah, follow the web, the uh, the follow our social media. Hit the YouTube account. Just search TRPE. All the episodes. The episode from last week wasn't up there. I was alerted to that. We're gonna get that up there. I yeah, spoke to just about up. it already. Um, our video guys slacking. Our video guys. I don't know what's going he on. He might need uh, he might need a crippler cross face, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Might need a ch- Bob Backlund chicken wing. I don't yeah. know what's up with the video guy. But uh, episode twenty seven. In the books. Is, is A.O. going to show up next week? Does he still have the bush? No, he got a haircut. Okay, cool, cool. He got a haircut. Owens. He walked in some spot. People was like, oh, shit, you got a haircut. Like, it was like a thing. When you posted <laughs> that he came into the bingo and you posted a picture of Webby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Webby had the fucking bush. Uh, fucking Webby. Webby, hold your head. Webby allegedly uh, beat his girl up and kidnapped her the other day and was high off cocaine. Yeah. Yo, Webby got like a crazy temper. Yeah, he was at a like, fucking comfort inn. I remember comfort he was about in. to beat somebody up for asking him about. He was having seizures, and the radio um, host was like, "Yo, I keep hearing you having seizures." And dude was like, "Yo, you keep asking me about seizures. I'm gonna get up in that ass." <laughs> <laughs> like it's on YouTube. Go watch. Like, it. sir, uh, I'm just trying to real, make sure you real cool. Quick, stuff. The, the funniest <laughs> one. Did you see Styles lose it or the niggas? Oh uh, man, we were oh screaming. I'm a real street nigga. I'm joint. a real man, dog. <laughs> Don't play with me like that, son. Yo. They get they hit him with one joke. He's like the hawk could come out. Don't fucking <laughs> like yo what? Remember Styles was going to rumble like half a Philly. Yo, Styles funny. is like the, the fact that he could come up with different ways to kill somebody 
It's just amazing. Dog. Why are you screaming like it's a slug? It's only the Hawks. It's only the Hawks. It's only the Hawks. Like, God forbid, yeah. <laughs> I scream for you stabbing me with this big-ass knife and twisting <laughs> it in me. Oh, my goodness. He said, I pulled a shotgun that was forearm length. Squeeze oh, two. You don't know where your face or your forearm went. <laughs> like, get him, stuff. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Always got to love Panero, man. All right, well, we out of here. Realest podcast ever. Episode 27 in the C books. Diddy, Matt makes me sick. Ra finally showed up. We ain't going to see Ra for another 80 episodes, <laughs> but it's all Let's good. Let's cherish this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let y'all next week. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.